nice. What's that? Sitting here with you, all comfy on the sofa, having some tea. We both have tea in our cute little cups. Not actual They're mugs. not like mugs, they're like... They're travel... Why is this relevant? Tumblers. I, don't, I can't think of how you describe it. It feels very autumn-y. Yeah. It's like a premonition of autumn. It's emotionally evocative of when it starts to get a little bit crisp and you put a sweater on yeah. and you kind of... I have been in sweaters. It's August. You better be careful. I don't even know how to... Oh, I'll put fucking four hot ones for your sweater. <laughs> it's not even that... No, you know what? <laughs> I veto this. People, no one's going to get that this, reference. They will. No, they, they will. won't. I veto this line of speaking. That's well said, actually. <laughs> because we always talk about the weather. I know, but no, as British no, people, not, it's our birthright. No, we're not old. We're not at the bus stop. We're not strangers. <laughs> we're not there's, at the bus stop. There's absolutely no reason for us to be speaking about the weather. There is some reason no, because no reason. we've been having a remarkably mild summer. And I all nine of our listeners have <laughs> promptly switched it off. I would personally also, I don't think you added milk to this tea when I said to add more milk. I added so listen, first of all, let me just say He he made me burn my tongue. I want to thank the sun god Ra <laughs> for this remarkably temperate summer we've been having. Jesus fucking Secondly, Christ. I added some tea to Samantha's milk. I, I mean, I'm the one who made it. So this is rank ingratitude. You're hearing here, listeners. And then I gave it I her to my taste. Eyes at you. And she took the tiniest, tiniest little micro No, sip. it wasn't the tiniest. It was a gulp. It was a mouthful of scalding tea. I was like, make sure you put like a third of this cup of milk. But you, I bet you didn't. I put quite a lot, I would say. And then you <laughs> turned up your nose at me and said, serving boy, serving boy. And you clicked at me and I came over and I said, yes, madam. And you said, this is not to my satisfaction. I don't pay £10,000 per year at this exclusive country club to have this kind of subpar service. I demand you take it back to the kitchen and remedy this before I speak to your superior. And then I went back to the kitchen with my shriveled manhood in hand. And I added some milk and I brought it back to you. And then, even then, you complained that it wasn't enough. Because I said, sir, I am Annabelle Bronstein and I like my tea the way I like my tea. Heir to the Bronstein masking tape now, fortune? if you get that reference, I'll love you forever. I don't get it. So does that mean I'm disowned well, and disloved? Yeah. I'm not even going to say what it is. That Wow. Because that's how you drop a good reference. You drop it and you leave it and you don't speak of it. You were mid-victory sip. But I had to sip. let you know it was a reference because you didn't know. <laughs> Take your victory sip and shut up. <laughs> you almost just spat tea everywhere. To like lick the inside. I'd have to double check the specifications, but I'm pretty sure these microphones are not tea-proof. She just, <laughs> she just pretended, listener, to spill tea on our precious microphones. I really hate when you say that, listener. I feel like I'm on an NPR podcast. You wish. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could go into that monotone if I had to. Yeah. I, I couldn't. Oh, because and you're so... I'm sure someone's listening thinking, well, you are monotone, bitch. <laughs> I don't think I'm monotone. Because I, I go up a lot. 
just like your Australian accent. I also accent. have like a deep. You know what? We addressed this on the last episode. It wasn't my best. Talking of which, we know that it's been more than two months since our last episode. We've been on. We've been fucking for two months straight. For two months straight. Wow, I'm depleted. <laughs> my testicles There's look no like razors. Left. It's been, it's been a trip. So we had to have somewhat of a hiatus. We got a lot done. We did. We went to see Endgame. We went to see Spider Man. Wanna be your Endgame? I, I wanna be your something, something, something else. I can't believe you're singing that. That's so funny. Every time I play that, you're like, "What is this?" Because that's the one where there's like rappers in it. Sure. And it's you don't like it. And Ed Sheeran's in it, and you don't like him either. Oh, gosh. Remember when we listened to that Ed Sheeran song that had (laughs) Eminem and 50 Cent? They were the most phoned-in guest rap verses I've ever heard in my fucking life. At the same time, even though they were shit, I cannot believe Ed Sheeran has got Eminem and 50 Cent on on his album. Sure. Some of the people that he's worked with, I can't believe he's in a song with Beyonce. Like, it's kind of That's more understandable. 50 Cent, though, at least at one point, was actually a gangster rapper. But make it clear that you're not saying that because you rate 50 Cent especially as a rapper. No, I... It's more just like... You'd think that he would be... Out of reach. Averse to connecting his brand to the brand of a acoustic guitar-playing British ginger he's, dude who he, sings about... Why is the fact that he's ginger got anything to do with I don't know. I just picture his I floppy ginger hair. Big, I think you take that back right now. And it just goes to show you don't know anything because his hair's not floppy. It's like that spiky, sticky uppy hair. You're right. I don't know much yeah. about no, Ed Sheeran's hair texture. You don't texture. attack a person's appearance. I wasn't attacking his appearance, and I demand that you attract that allegation on the record. You're right. You were. You weren't attacking it, but you shouldn't have brought it up. My point was just that he's also, kind I'm of sensitive right now because my hair is half orange, <laughs> and I've really been trying to like. I know there's going to be a ginger thing at some point. Someone in my family probably is going to be like, ah, oh, ginger, and I'm going to want to punch them. Sure. And then disown them and then cry. Not because I think it's bad to be ginger, wow. obviously. I am half orange. But because... <laughs> Not I'd by be, birth. I'd be sad that someone would insult me. I'm going to take a sip of tea and contemplate that. <laughs> so don't be mean to gingers. Like I said, I wasn't being mean. He's just got, he just doesn't really, when you think of a, a good fit musically, Ed Sheeran and 50 Cent don't. It's very strange. It doesn't exactly jump off the page, does it? They're fucking, yeah. It's almost like Ed Sheeran wrote that, wrote that 50 Cent part. Can you imagine? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Although, actually, I feel like he would have written something better. Like, seriously. Yeah, well. Oftentimes when you hear a rapper go and guest on someone else's song, it's, it fe- often feels like you're hearing... The first draft. <laughs> wow. Yeah, in that case. In this case, yes, definitely. But it feels like they've put together the scraps of rhymes, if you will, if, if you want me to use the rap community vernacular, that didn't make it into other songs and have just kind of assembled it into this Frankenstein hodgepodge. But I feel like doing that, you maybe at least would end up with like one or two lines. But there were seriously like three lines. It wasn't even just that. It was his delivery. It was... Yeah. It it really did feel like he was just reading the lines to get them down on tape. 
I know 50 Cent's, like, style of rapping is kind of relaxed anyway. It's not like Eminem's where it's kind of hard. Yeah. 50 Cent is not very vocally agile. He kind of speak raps. Yeah. Whereas Eminem will do kind he of interesting... He tries to have, like, a flow and he goes fast. He also has parts. multiple different flows. Yeah. But yeah, it was a very strange experience. And you made me listen to it. Oftentimes when we're scrolling through YouTube and a music video comes up, you're like, just listen to the first 30 seconds. You've got to hear this song. really bugs me? I mean, obviously I'm saying this. It doesn't mean like I really liked that thing. And that's why I wanted to show it to you. But this is an example. I really enjoy showing you things that I like. Whether it's like a song or a trailer for something or a clip of something. And even though I know you have absolutely no interest in it, I really want to like have that experience of showing you something and you perhaps thinking it's like funny or good. And I was like sharing that moment. But you are quite closed off to that. Um, it's I, it's I can rare be. that you let me do that. I'll concede. <laughs> Because you've had a few misses in the past. You don't, you're not batting a thousand, let me tell you. But does that mean you have to cut off all opportunities? The other thing is, sometimes you show me things that are not just bad, they're aggravatingly bad. Because sometimes I'm showing you something that is bad. I'm but not I don't really enjoy watching bad things for the ironic amusement. We we watch. <laughs> so you're gonna try and search her memory banks of like fail videos and TikToks and vines. I, this that's must have been with like, your other boyfriend. That's like the epitome of bad. Sometimes because you, you watch a ten minute compilation, which means there must be a hundred TikToks. I can't do maths, and. Usually there's like two good TikToks in there or two good vines. So you watch a whole 10 minutes for 12 seconds. You know what I want you, to know? Go on. Is Kesha getting some kind of royalty for the TikTok name? Uh, yeah. Probably not. Because she invented the term TikTok, right? I don't think she owns. It didn't exist before her. She doesn't own her shit though. Free Kesha. <laughs> That's yeah. an important... Yeah social campaign that we need to promote on our podcast because she's still not free free is a strong word i would say hush now you don't get to speak on this (laughs) why because i'm male no because because you're stupid (laughs) (laughs) aren't they synonyms yes hashtag end all men yes hashtag men are shit hashtag men are trash yes hashtag burn all men wow Burn them. I just said end them. That means they could... Is that not the same? They could die peacefully in their sleep. But you no, wanted to that's actually... that's not what they deserve, y- and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say they. I'm I'm right here. I'm one of them. What are you? A lovely boy yes, who makes true. you tea. That's that scolds your tongue. You make me tea. You make me cum. It's really all I need. Okay. Sometimes I mix them together, and that's why you've got a cup full of boiling spum. I... <laughs> You know when it gets the froth? I know that you say okay like that to my my saying something scandalous. Um, as a like, I know you're saying it as like a, you just said that on the podcast, okay. But you know what it sounds like? It sounds like negative. Yeah, I get that. To like someone listening on the other end. But people who know me. So you need to make it, no one knows you. Wow. <laughs> 
That's you need to make it clear that upsetting. like you actually think it's funny when I do that rather than <laughs> uh all right. Back it up. That's what a riff is about. It's trusting no, the other person. But when you I know but this is a podcast and I want people <laughs> to know that it's I'm not gonna like embed- I'm not like that crass uh, uh, you know embarrassing aunt fuck you who whips her knockers out at the christmas party <laughs> oh no aunt rachel's been on the eggnog again aunt rachel she's took off that's her, not what her name would she's be. took off her marks and spencer's brazier that's not what her name would and be. now she's swinging the girls free her name would be like debbie or something uh, it wouldn't be rachel whatever so you're gonna do it. You have to do it right. So you basically want me to embed a commentary track in the podcast where I say, "Actually, listeners, I found this joke quite funny. I was just doing a deadpan refusal to kind of amplify the effect." Yeah, but you do it every time. I don't do it every time. Every time I say something like naughty, naughty. I know you hate that word. Very <laughs> British. It's so naughty. <laughs> Is there anything worse than when people say the noughties to talk about the 2000s? That's, I'm not saying... Well, the oughts. Uh, oughts oh, is better than noughties. Makes me fucking vom in my mouth. And then swallow it back down. What? No, I just do like a licky tongue vom. But You're referring to the Pokemon licky tongue? Yeah. I only learned about licky tongue recently. I've been teaching you about Pokemons. A little. Even though I, I think that's Pokemon's. Whatever. I don't know, really. <laughs> like a poke restaurant? Have you ever had poke? Don't even know what it is. It's like that st- those stick things, right? Skewers? No. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, forget it. Forget it. We're both so dense. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, even though I haven't played a Pokemon game in 15 years, I've been teaching you about some of the, the OGs. Yeah, we watched the movie. You've, well, you've got of. some new favourites. I do. You what, like Snorlax? Oh, yeah. You're going to have to refer... Because I don't remember the names. Because he's the giant teddy bear who just falls asleep. Oh, yeah. You have to play your little poker flute to wake him up. That's... I sent the theme throughout okay. these Pokemons. <laughs> There's, like, Psyduck, who's, like... A tortured soul. Demented from, like... Psychic ability. Yeah. And it's quite a dark story. Yes. And then doesn't Jigglypuff like sing you to sleep or something? Mm. And then this Snorlax one. Sure. What does Squirtle do? He squirts on you. Like you did this morning on okay. me. <laughs> I mean, if you want to get uh, into it, we can. Yeah. Okay. You left your scent on me. <laughs> no, I understand what it's like now. <laughs> Your cheeks are going red. I don't know what to say. Oh, my God. I'm just going to sip my tea. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. So when we have (laughs) sex, we dress up like Squirtle and Bulbasaur. You love Bulbasaur. Which one's Bulbasaur? He's the... um, He's like a little... How to describe him? (laughs) He has a plant... Bulb, I guess this you could say. This is vaguely coming into my back. brain. I can vaguely see a picture. He's of like something. a little quadrupedal critter with a ball, with a kind of Ooh, plant that's a critter. I don't mass want to know coming about out it. of his it's back. Critter. I also want to say that we had Matthew over to watch <laughs> Detective Pikachu, and you fell asleep halfway through. I was fucking high on wings. PCP. 
both, of course. <laughs> I was so high on like wings and pizza crusts that I had to just sleep. It wasn't even that long of a movie and you couldn't even make it through. No, but we'd been awake all day and like socializing tires me out. What a weird thing to it say. It drains me. Especially like with Fucking Matthew because Gatsby over here with <laughs> with your fancy parties and your socialite friends. Especially with Matthew because he's a friend who we have lots of conversations with. It's not you know, we don't just sit about as opposed to him. our mute mime friends. Yeah. There is a mime Pokemon, you know. A mime Pokemon? Yeah. Called Mimes um, a lot. <laughs> that is a type of name that, that Pokemon would That wasn't funny, but get. you laughed, and I appreciate it. That's what love is. That Laughing is... at each other's bad jokes. Aww. Aww. Do you know what else love is? Me singing along to music really badly and really loudly and just, like, really giving it my all. And you just living your life next to me like it's nothing. Because there's nothing worse than being in a relationship with someone who doesn't really like you. And then... You do things like sing and dance and they look at you like you're weird or they look at you like you're embarrassing and they look at you like it's not fun. Whereas you do the total opposite. And I I appreciate that. That's how I know you really love me. It's how I know you really like me, which is important. That's deep. Have you thought about writing a a self-help book called How to Know When He Really Likes You? Yeah. And love is crossed out before it? Yeah. Because like is more important than love sometimes. Well, it's important to, yes, because you can love someone and not like, well, actually, it's weird. I can't imagine loving you, but not liking you. Okay. I think it's because I like you so much. Wow. I'm flattered. But I can imagine, oh, have experience in kind of loving someone out of habit. Okay. But not really liking them or loving them out of a kind of like emotional torture sure you know do you ever just like say things and then think oh i should write that down yes often i i go to therapy (laughs) weekly 90 minute sessions i might add so you know there's a lot of chatting happening i love how you're boasting about the length of your therapy sessions look if if it was like not expensive i'd have it like realistically i always joke and be like i'd have it every day but i wouldn't have it every day i'd have it probably three times a week do you think we should get your therapist to listen to our podcasts no so that she can get a deeper dive on what you're like no she doesn't need that like no she needs to see the nuances of your most relaxed side she sees me but the point is i say things often in therapy and think that was such a good way of saying that yeah. Why don't you just take a notebook with your little moleskin? I think about recording it each time. I don't think she'd mind because we we sort of briefly touched on this when I said I was going to record an appointment that I had with someone else. And she did start off by saying, like, just, yeah, just ask them. Just go in and ask them and be like, is it okay if I record this for my own personal use? And I'm like, I don't really need to ask them because then if they say no... <laughs> And then she was like, oh, yeah. So she kind of went along with it. But I could tell, like, in her mind, it was like, well, you should really ask. But uh, it made me think that if I wanted to record our sessions, I could. And so I think I might, you know. Because then if I come away with something that, like, I wanted to write down or... I also have this idea of, like, including 
things that I say in my book, for instance. Interesting. Like, there's a section where... No, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say. I don't want to spoil it. It's not just that, but I'm so... I have this mentality of, like, I don't want to say in case someone steals it. Like, <laughs> like A, I'm so important that someone would be wanting to steal it. And B, it's so good. That, but I think as a creative, you have that fear anyway. I like the idea of you releasing a standalone book where it's just profound gems and witticisms from my therapy sessions. Do you know what I started writing? I started writing... Um, Tweets I'll never send out. <laughs> Interesting. That's a good idea for a book. Yeah. And I you shouldn't just, have, uh, I'm going to cut it out. I'm going to cut it out. <laughs> and I just started like adding stuff to it. It's kind of like our list. We're going to... Should we get into let's it bust, now? Yeah, let's bust some out. Isn't it better to wait for the end of the podcast because... No. No, let's just do it. Okay. This is like a very relaxed there's not like questions there's not necessarily there are some topics them. today not really but it's kind more of. just like i want to hit some points you know you want to but it's relaxed okay. so let's just do it so do you want to describe what what this is before we've we... spoke about it before i know but we can't assume that the podcast listener is yeah, a diehard long-term it. fan that's there been following no us since day one there is no listener we're just like screaming into the void that's depressing. Well. What do you mean, well? Well. You sometimes say that as if it's a <laughs> coherent rejoinder, but it really doesn't mean anything. It means what it means. Okay. It means whatever you want it to mean. Wow. I've always knew you were a relativist. <laughs> sometimes I quiz you about your philosophy. Okay, so the list is just funny, weird, disturbing, stupid shit that we say. <laughs> and... <laughs> It's like, we think it's so good that we must write it down. <laughs> it's, yeah. Sometimes there are things that make us laugh really hard or some things yeah. that make us wince because they're so gross. Yeah. Or some, oftentimes it'll be one of us will say something and then the other one will point out that that would be a good band name. Yeah. Or a t-shirt That's slogan. That's going to be the name of my first album. Okay. And we've been meaning to read some more of these on the podcast because we read them early on a couple of times yeah i think it was just one time we did it really yeah i think so and they are a hoot listener what yeah one day we're going to publish a small so much. a small coffee table book <laughs> containing some of these with explanations it's a little flip book with some, with annotations and kind of there's not going to be explanations or annotations it's just going to be the book of things there's going to be deconstructionist analysis of our meaning and our intent no there's going to be no explanation and our authorial just, process it's just going to get sent out there the spit that we've got so many of these now that i don't even know where to start we but might end up saying repeat, like repeating some because I, it was gonna, so long ago that we. I'm going to try to go to the end. I was going to say category. maybe go to the end because then they'll definitely be new. Oh man, prepare yourself. Not everyone is like funny. Like they're some, funny to us. Yeah, but some of them are just like weird. Under band name, I have big bucket of boy stink. <laughs> oh, that one's cute. <laughs> I also have the Chubby Love Muffins. Yeah, that's like a band. Welcome to the stage, the Chubby Love Muffins. And yeah. 
You're wearing those giant cupcake costumes, like sporting mascots. Aww. You can't see anything because there's no eye holes. I want to be a cupcake. You are kind of a cupcake. I lick your icing off every morning. Oh. And that's how you wake up with a smile. And then you have to replace the icing throughout the day. That's called the refractory period. <laughs> that's when you regain your icing. I have to regain my icing so that the next morning you can lick it off anew. I'm not sure that I want to be licking any kind of substance off you of you. You were the one who was like, I licked the icing off you to make you smile. Now you're backpedaling. This is a good one. This is something that we say often, and it's under band names. Maximum grot. <laughs> when something is so grotty Grotters that you just can't take grot. it. <laughs> yeah, you can't take it. You know what I said? Uh, um, I said one of our things at my mum's the other day. Uh, they, they were being gross, and I was like, you fucking green grosser. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, it's so funny to me and you. And I had to, who got it? One of them got it. I think it was my mum who got it. And then I had to, like, explain it to my brother, but... They're just staring at you with the blankest whiteboard just erased Yeah, it stairs. was so funny to me, because we say it all the time, that I just... For a second, I was like, no, don't say it, because they're not going to get it. But I was like, no, I can let them in. Let them have a little peek behind the curtain. Wow, that was big of you. Yeah. Under band names still, we've got... <laughs> Uh, this is a classic. This is a classic. I, ne- li- I never know what you're sorry. I never <laughs> know what you're going to say. So I'm like prepared. I'm not going to read any of the more yeah. lewd ones. I'll leave those to they're- pass your lips. Because <laughs> your lips are, they're not vaginal anymore. Vir- I meant to say v- virginal. You said <laughs> They're not wow. vaginal. That was a Freudian slip. My lips have never been vaginal. Some of them no, have. No, no. At least 50% of them. Stop that now. The little scrap baby wow-wows. <laughs> and that's a reference to how Samantha often pretends. No, <laughs> no. We don't explain them. No, we explain them a little bit. No. She's just a little scrap baby. I forbid. No, but that sounds really bad <laughs> because they don't know why. You grew up in a scrap heap. <laughs> you had a tough, you had a tough upbringing. You had to make a little house for yourself from abandoned auto parts. Little scrap baby wah-wah. And that made you cry, or wah-wah. I think it's my turn to read now. Okay, one more. (laughs) 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 This is is under, (laughs) still under band names. TVs. Bin bag bikini. I don't remember this one. Which is very, it really brings an image into your mind straight away. Bin bag bikini. I do not remember this. I feel like that's something that you, that Lady Gaga could the, pull off. The thing is, we don't note down who says it, and sometimes I really can't tell which one of us said it. Oftentimes, I can't even remember saying it. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't remember this one. Okay, I'm going to throw the phone over to you. Okay. Because we have a document, obviously. Of course. all these things. And we don't mean a text file on my phone. We mean a scroll <laughs> that we occasionally add to with a quill. <laughs> Okay, let me find some good ones. It's a living document like the US Constitution. Okay, I'm just finding some. I don't know how to navigate this note. You just scroll up and down, Grandma. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're not used to touch screens. You're so mean to me. 
Okay. When you were a kid, there was just abacuses and... Mail order kittens. <laughs> Is that under band names? That's under... God, this list is long. Yep. Yeah, that's under bad names. Can you imagine getting a delivery, just a giant cardboard box with holes in it, and you open it up and there's just little mew, mew, mew. How of course, did... they'd be covered in their own feces. How did they get here? You know how they got here? This is another one. Premarital cat sex. <laughs> that's how the kittens got here. If you think about it, all cat sex is premarital. Mm, not necessarily. Ah. Uh... Can you imagine a little, a little cat in a wedding dress and another little cat in a tuxedo and them holding hands on the beach? Why is this like a hetero normative? Wow, so only men can wear tuxedos? No, Unwoke but you're much? clearly saying it as like a boy and a girl. Wow. Maybe they're not. Yeah. I thought you were progressive, but it turns out you're actually secretly alt-right. Ramona Fuckslave? What does that mean? What does it mean? I don't know. What's that? Un- you got to say what it's under. Band names. Ramona Fuckslave. I feel like that's a good, aggressive... That is a good... Ramona Fuckslave! <gasps> that's going to be glorious on the <laughs> listener's ear, I imagine. Okay, I'm going to look up album names. Find some, some diamonds in the rough. And there's a lot of rough there. There is. In fact, it's 99% rough. A jazz album, Midnight Tea and Toast. (laughs) As Samantha likes to... That's so cute. After an indulgium. This is like a Def Cab um, album name. Transatlantic Yawn Transference. Wow. That's got to be something you said. No doubt. Because I say all the best things, right? Derek Shepard's dick sounds, and then in brackets, when Derek Shepard died, <laughs> he came into me. I am a Derek Shepard of myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's obviously something that happened when we were watching Grey's Anatomy. God, we really depressed ourselves. Grey's Anatomy is a very depressing show. I started re-watching it like seven months ago. And you would sometimes watch it with me. We probably even spoke about it briefly on the podcast. But it just made me feel like I was dying. It made me feel, every episode made me feel like I perhaps had some kind of tumour or something. And like no one was going to find it because Derek Shepard doesn't exist. It made you into a hypochondriac. inside myself. That's true. Yeah, he did make me. His soul has transferred into you. Pretty much. Now you too can have perfect hair. I do have perfect hair. Sure. Fuck you. Wow, I've hit you at your most your most sensitive place. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't like this. What? what if this is real? It is. Okay. Poetry collection names. Of course. You're making the cutest little nose wrinkles right now as you read through these. I also like how I can see you vetting which ones. This is not like especially like um, explosive or like funny or, but it, it's cute. Accidentally all the time. Wow, I like that one. Some of them are just like legit. Like you could use them for things, yeah. and some of them are just outrageous. <laughs> um, you need to give us some of that bumper sticker. The best thing since double sugar blowjobs. <laughs> I actually referenced that. You did? In a blog post I made the other day. Oh. Which, and it actually comes from I'm that. Re- the so, one I'm going to read? Yeah. 
So that's a little bit of gr- background info for you. That's some uh, trivia. That's a deep pull. And if you want to find that blog post, you, listener, can go to ryanfinchwrites.com. Yeah. Read it's, it. Like it. Comment. Share it. <laughs> <laughs> share it on Bebo. No. Friendster. MySpace. BBM. LinkedIn. MSN. MSN Messenger. <laughs> Send it all to all your MSN Messenger friends. On the back of a postage stamp. What? On the back know. of it? That's know. the part you put onto the letter. It's a secret. That's like some spy spycraft. Yep. T-shirt slogans. <laughs> You're making yourself giggle. Chubbin is my day job. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. I want that. What's your what's your Chubbin is my day job. What's your nighttime profession if that's your day job? Don't touch my clip, bro. <laughs> that's my nighttime profession. That's the new slogan of <laughs> feminism everywhere. <laughs> it's true when you think about it. <laughs> I just read a really funny one, but I can't read it. You have to read it now. No, I can't. Is it beyond the pale? It is, yeah. Wow. Think think about what it must be, listener, if we can't read it, given what we've already read. Some of them are just, like, dirty, like... Dirtiness? Dirty shit. <laughs> I'm not sure how to respond to that. See a proctologist. <laughs> I'm, I'm not cash converter's material. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cash converter's material, that was. Just I feel like case. only British people will get that. I mean, if I was... Cash Converters is like a place... You, it's like a pawn shop. Yes. It's where you go to... And that's P-A-W-N. Yes. It's basically, if you have no money and you want to sell your TV, <laughs> that's where you go. I think you can also get, like, loans from them and you can cash no checks and stuff. 10,000% APR, no doubt. Um, you have to give your firstborn as collateral. They need a sample of your blood. I feel blood. like there's a firstborn joke in every podcast. There hasn't been a single one in any of ours. There is. You always say something about giving away your firstborn. No, you're confusing the podcast for real life, which is a is it's a rookie <laughs> mistake, and you hate because to see it. Because we walk around with microphones attached to Occasionally. us. When the situation demands it. This is good. Memoir title, It's Tough to Be Me. <laughs> It's funny because that could actually be your it memoir could, title. Yeah. Oh, this is cute. Accidental glitter colon sparkling by happenstance. Wow. Might use that. You can't now. You're just giving it away to the world. I mean, I can. Okay, I think we should save the rest. Everything we say in this podcast is in the public domain. Oh shit. I want to read some more. I oh, love okay. how we don't read them oh, for a okay. year and a half and then you're like, let's just read six. Yeah, yeah. And then leave. Because I could the, have read more, but like, I don't want to give them all away. And some you just cannot say. The listener has to understand that we're not exaggerating when we say that there are hundreds. Yeah, there are hundreds. In this document. Under song title. Hit me. Which I, And I feel like this has got a lot of emotional force. It really takes you into a particular... A, a specific predicament Don't and makes you feel it. A joint in mum's dresser drawer. A, what? Think about it. A joint yeah. in mum's dresser drawer. Yeah. And that's a song title. Of course. Who said that? You must have said that. Oh, because it's not good. It's weird. <laughs> it's funny how, like, 
<laughs> at the time, we we think it's like this amazing thing, but they're not all amazing. Also, under song title, you can't escape my butter, and you can't. That's kind of cute. It'll find you. I kind of see it as like my butter is my like essence. My yeah, my love. My like this is I touch you, and it's my love. I don't want margarine to come out of your pores. <laughs> I don't want to have to be following you happen, with a butter knife and just Ma- scraping it off your arm. Margarine? Yeah. <laughs> it's not called fucking... What's the thing? What? What's the thing? What thing? The thing you just read about the butter. You can't escape my butter. It's not called you can't escape my margarine. I'm glad you felt the need to clarify <laughs> that. Samantha has this habit, listener, of just saying things sometimes. And I think even she doesn't know why she feels compelled to say it. Like what? What you just said. Is there a problem? <laughs> Put down the knife, sir. This is a Wendy's. Hey. Under song title, there's also... <laughs> I don't even know if I can read either of these that I have in mind. Mm. Say A or B, and I'll read whichever one that is. B. A first for knicker juice. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like something you would say. A first for knicker juice? Yep. No. Well, I do like the word knickers. I know for some people it's like it makes them think of like their grandma's (laughs) panties or whatever. I don't like this. But I really like the, the word knickers. Under album name, I can't believe you didn't read this one. <laughs> this is a two-parter. Too little for damonies. <laughs> and then in brackets, can't reach the ATM. <laughs> Which is probably a joke I made about you. Because the listeners should know that you're four foot nine and I you're an inch. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> you have to carry around a stepladder <laughs> to reach the top of flowers. I- <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you want to pluck a petal, but you just can't get up there. I am five foot one and a half, you fuck. Yeah, on a good day. No. <laughs> After you've been stretched on the rack. I like being little. Yeah, I like it's it cute. too. Under album name, and this is in brackets, it says, an album name for a post-hardcore band. Okay, we have... I like it when we get specific. <laughs> <laughs> Anal every other Wednesday. <laughs> and I like to think that could be initialized as well. <laughs> I can't believe you wanted us to not read anymore. There's so many gems that need to get out there. What about... Can you imagine if one turned up somewhere? And we knew someone had stolen it. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, it was someone's album or whatever came out. Because but these it's are, so specific. Yeah. There's a there's a subreddit called... I, I, I already went on it once. I like how you have to point that out. Because I can't remember what the subreddit's called. Uh. But it's something along the lines of first ever time sentence or whatever and it's basically people finding sentences that other redditors have said that have clearly never been said before in human history because ah. they're so bizarre or eccentric or just incoherent i like the idea of this and i feel like 99 percent of the things written on this list are i like that, that type of thing they oh, fall into that category that's a fucking subreddit for everything there uh, truly is under album name we have Sympatico tummies. Oh. And I like to think that our tummies are in perfect harmony. They are. There's a synergy harmony. between them. I like our tummies. I like it when we touch tummies. 
You also like it when we when we touch nipples. I do like it when we touch nipples. If you don't touch nipples, tummies, or tushies frequently with your love, what are you doing with your life? You know. <laughs> I there's some real, real. There's some ones you cannot fucking say. Under t-shirt slogans, I would rather put a couple of rounds through my phone than hand it over to someone to look at. I'd rather put a block of fermite on my phone and let it burn through the floor into the fucking core of the earth yep. than let some... Okay. It's a type of... There's a, the occasional one that we say and we're like, we can't even write that down. Yeah, because the that... NSA will see it and cancel us. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be cancelled just on the NSA campus. And when we say cancelled, we mean dead. Yeah. <laughs> Under t-shirt slogans, and this is in all caps, lick my tits, bro. <laughs> There's a lot of like something, something, bro on yeah. there. Like, don't touch my clip, bro. Also, like, this one, when you think about it, is is deeply, profoundly true. Thor is three quarters Superman. That makes a sort of... Oh, my of, God. That, that makes, makes a, sense. That makes sense in a way that I've never known anything in my life to Thor make sense. is Superman, but interesting. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the tagline. Superman is a fucking dull piece of cardboard. That's Let's be real. true. Speaking of... Wait, what, another t-shirt slogan. I don't need my feet. I just like them. I mean, what can you really I mean, say about that? I think we need them. I mean, you to don't, do stuff. Yeah, but you could live without them if you had to. Yeah, of course you can live without them, and you can still do things without them. But I mean, yeah, hmm. I guess it's true. You don't need them. Hmm. I like them. What is it? <laughs> don't ask me to I repeat like them. them. I just memorize them when I say. I don't them. want to memorize them. <laughs> I have like in like more interesting things that need to go into outside my brain. I, the tea has like done something to my br- bread. You've, you've got hyper. It's done something to my bread. <laughs> That's because you dip your bread into tea. No. That would be maximum. That's grub, horrendous. To go back to what we were saying, people we dip their toast in their tea and they dip their French fries in their milkshake. It's wrong. You tell me, You can tell me if we have to take this out because I forget who said it to you. But if you want an example of maximum, maximum unbearable grut. You once told me that you knew someone who used to smear Vaseline on toast and eat it. What? No, I didn't. Or lip balm or something along those lines. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. No, because I've never known anyone to do that. (laughs) What a weird specific thing. I think you've blocked out this memory. No, I've never known anyone to put lip balm on toast. I think it's a buried memory from trauma. That's something someone else told you. No. No, it is. No. It is. We need to bring in a relationship. No arbitrator one has ever fucking said that to me. To weirdo. figure out. <laughs> oh, it's actually just about me. Yeah. I just revealed one of my secrets. Okay. No, no. There's more to come. I have a segue. There's no se- You keep your segue. We can't. We go past it. Because this one, this one, I feel like. I don't want to read, but it's so sublime. You do want to read it. That it needs to be released into the world. I need to loose it into the psychosphere. Under t-shirt slogans, 
Liv Tyler's pussy no. being tight is my Brucey bonus. <laughs> I was going to read that one, and then I was like, no, because you're well, saying a real person. I just read something that you you chose not to read. Yeah. That tells you the level. Who said that? You must have said that. No, I Let's not betray <laughs> each other's confidences here by just outing the author onto the podcast. <laughs> There's there's so many good ones. Under memoir title, Fisted by Marigolds. <laughs> Just like... When you're like a commo housewife and you you have like a... Just like marigolds on their own, like a floating marigold. Like the or thing like, from the Adams Family, but yeah, with a glove on. Yeah. No. Some like kind of, someone is wearing It's like a lesbian tryst, but you have no actual latex gloves, so you just find the next best thing. Why do you need to wear gloves to fist someone? Because of your nails. <laughs> Some people don't want to cut their nails. No, that's true. Okay, under miscellaneous. Let's take a little look-see. Feel free to vamp while I read this list, you know. I mean, I'm drinking my tea. If you want to listen to me, A-S-M-R, <laughs> sipping on my tea, then, you know. We have a prospective name for Sammy's new book. Hit me. Fierce Pink, colon, The Pansexual Slut. <laughs> Is that really on there? Yeah. How do you feel I about that? I don't remember this. You think you get that past Penguin Random House? Yeah, you think Penguin's going to publish my book? What about... In my wildest, wildest <laughs> dreams. Here's a alternate, just in case they don't they don't buy that one. Chubby little love pony on the run. Uh, uh, <laughs> Chubby little oh my love God. pony on the run. Yeah, that's my favorite. He's I galloping. That... He's jumping over fences. He's eating apples out of your open palm. I think that's what I'm going to name my book. Chubby Little Love Pony on the Run. I think we found the counterpart to that one earlier where it described your... My what? Was it your day job or... Oh, my night job? Yeah. Because this one says, gaping is my day job. (laughs) I'm not sure how you just that alone isolated could earn you money. People like to see a good gape. You need a webcam. You need a fast internet connection. Or you just need a... Good location and a glory hole. <laughs> so you're going to give people like a pinhole camera perspective of yeah, your gate. They're not allowed to put stuff in you, but they're allowed to just like watch you. Gape. But they have to put like a $20 bill through the hole first. Yeah. So it's like a vending machine, but for lewdness. Lewdness. Still under miscellaneous, we have Jiggle Goddess, all one word, intercapitalized. Which is the name of a photo exhibition where every photo is of Samantha's tummy. Aww. It's sort of a retrospective on what it's like to be a jiggle goddess. That's going to happen one day. Also, you really like it intercapitalized. I feel like it adds a little je ne sais quoi. Uh, <laughs> I don't like capital letters. We have we have some good ones here. And I feel like the the stuff in the in the brackets really makes it. Joyful Moo. And it says in brackets, it's a bar that only serves milk and all the bartenders are cute, chubby girls in pretty cow costumes. That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. Also, do you know what a joyful moo sounds like? 
Moo. 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 Querulous moo. 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 I'll give you some emotions and you do that moo. Okay. Fearful. Elated. Moo. Doubtful. Moo. Quizzical. Moo. <laughs> there was a lot in the facial expression there that, that, <laughs> that helped carry the day. That's not going to get translated. One more. Lustful. Moo. <laughs> Again, a lot of eyebrow work in that one. Moo. 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 Hello, big boy. Moo. Moo. Moo has like lost its roundness. And now when I say it, it's like I'm saying M E W rather than moo. Like the Pokemon? Like mewing. Like, like mew and mew too. Yeah. But you wouldn't know anything about that because you fell asleep. I did fall asleep. Halfway yeah. through Detective Pikachu. It wasn't halfway through, it was two thirds. Two thirds. <laughs> Under Sammy's book title, we have It's Been a Weird Life. That's true. It is true. It has been a weird life. We also have, <laughs> under miscellaneous, the bed police aren't part of the government. The bed police? Yeah. The bed police aren't part of the government? Yeah. That's terrifying. So they're like a extra judicial... They're like a private company? They're like a mercenary force that kind of... They have like a totalitarian control over what you do in bed. That's really dark. In fact, they allocate you the exact type of bed that you can have. They're going to just like bust in. You can't deviate from it. Okay, just a couple more. Oh God, there's so many. Don't give them everything. I know, but they need to get, they need to get some. They need to get some. Do they? Under quotes. And this is this is where we get into some dicey ass I'm territory. I'm afraid you're giving me the look. This is where these are all gonna have to be like hypotheticals. My friend told me type things. <laughs> no one's gonna believe that. <laughs> the most recent one, which I think I, we wrote down the other day, was for professional handstanders. Do they make shoes for your hands? I feel like you said that today. It was today or yesterday. Yeah. And I feel like I need an answer. Because if you're handstanding everywhere, don't you need some kind of protection? Yeah. You don't want to scrape your, your hands palms. Will get mucky. You know those vibrams where they're like those weird skin tight shoes that have toes on them? Oh, yeah. Maybe you could get like those that. for your hands. Although I guess those are just gloves. Those are just, <laughs> those are just heavy duty gloves. Does it wear like oven mitts? I feel like they don't give you the flexibility. The dexterity that yeah, you would need to become true. a world Ooh, champion. Oh, but like as they have fingers, they're proper like. Yeah, but they're still kind of a bit stiff and cumbersome. Yeah. This is I'm one hundred percent something that Samantha said during an action movie. I don't know about that. Why did he choose to use his handgun instead <laughs> of his shoot many bullets gun? <laughs> <laughs> Which is really boiling it down to the essence, I would say. It didn't make any sense. What film was that? I. You think I'm going to remember a specific like that? <laughs> this is 
This is this is one of the top ten on this list. I have to say. Okay. This is one that we still bring up to this day. <clears throat> I'm so ready. And again, this is one that I have to give full credit to Samantha because I couldn't come up with something this good. Fuck off, Venom. Your eyes are made of cum. <laughs> Fuck off, Venom. Your eyes are made of cum. Yep. His eyes are made of cum. He's so terrifying. They have like this milky, translucent... Like smoky also. Yeah. It's He's got really... that smoky eye. He's been watching those MUA, those MUA tutorials on YouTube. MUA. It's funny because Venom was almost in the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's not. But if it had been... He would have been in the same universe as Hawkeye, who's played by Jeremy Renner. Give and famously, Jeremy Renner was, and this is true, listeners, I heard it on an interview, he was actually a department store makeup artist for six years. I swear to God, he's mentioned this to me every day since That's learning That's unfucking believable I don't Can you imagine he- Jeremy Renner standing at a counter with a lipstick saying, I'd love to give with you his, a... like, deep voice, like... <laughs> Would you like to try? I can't do it. Oh, my God. I don't know what that was. (laughs) Okay. So mean to me. Let's see. (laughs) This is is another classic under quotes. Panty meat, it's good to eat. I can't believe you said that. Yeah. No. It's on the record. I'm confiscating the list. There's so many, though. I need to get them out there. No, you don't. Okay. One... (laughs) You get one more and then I'm cutting you off. I've got that girth that makes mums give birth. How do you feel about that? Silence. It's like an Silence. It's an emotional Rorschach test. You can read into it whatever you want. I wish this was video. Why is that? Because all I have is facial expressions. Okay, one. No, you get no this is, more. This is a curtain call. They've brought us back onto the stage with that uproarious applause. Yeah, you think you get a fucking encore? <laughs> Under book names, my nostrils were vibrating. Colon the Sam Rosie story. <laughs> There's also like a book vibrations one as well. No doubt. Yeah, you're talking about in the world. Yeah, you can get the you can get devices that fulfill that function. Yeah, that's I what have I've heard one right now. It's happening. Is that why you're so kind of cheery and upbeat? Yeah. Why don't you stick your butt onto the mic so they can hear the brr? No, that's weird. You don't want to share your butt vibrations with the the world? Is the brr because of the toots? No, (laughs) it's not. Okay, Okay, so... My segue... That was a... Which passed. That was a topsy-turvy wonderland of madness. It was. It was nice. It was nice... It was rude, it was lewd, it was crude. Give me some food. I bet my tea is going to be cold now and it's of your fault. Of course it's going to be cold. In fact, I'm not even going to risk it. There's nothing worse than <laughs> a mouthful of cold tea. When I have a mouthful of cold tea, I there's a truly a millisecond where I wish that I didn't exist. <laughs> Why don't you just like spit it back into the cup? Because good girls swallow. Even when it's not nice. <laughs> 20 minutes of silence. <laughs> Girls shouldn't swallow, or anyone shouldn't swallow if it doesn't taste good. Well, it's never going to taste like Ribena or Sunny D but, or just melted haagen But sometimes you got to do what you got to do. But if it's like disgusting, don't swallow it. Sometimes you've got to open your esophagus and think of England. Sometimes you've got to just get the fuck out. As Queen Vicky once said. <laughs> 
on her on her sex tutorial YouTube channel. <laughs> queen Vicky. Yeah. God. Vicky. Do you think the Queen had sex toys? No. What do you mean? Can you can you expand? I don't think she had sex toys. I don't think she had like a big metal vibrator. Why did you say big metal? I don't know because I think, like a crowbar. Because I feel like if she did, it would have been like years ago, and it would have been like old timey sex toys, not like carved like, out of ivory. She hasn't got like a rabbit. Sure, she might have carved a carved out of ivory. <laughs> she might have a Hitachi, a no. magic wand of sorts. I doubt it. If you're the queen, I feel like you must have a a secret group of male lovers, just young, virile. Ready to please you on command. I don't think she does now. She's like nine. Yeah, but back in her heyday, when she was like 69. Nah. That's the prime age. To fuck? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that personally. It's just kind of like a... It's like one of those facts that exists out there in the universe. But 69 is the prime age to fuck? Yeah. But only for women. For men, it's like 14. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to cut you off from, like, speaking ever. From my life support machine? <laughs> <laughs> what are your um, plans? For life. For life support machine times. <laughs> I'd like it to be on 24 hours a day, I've got to tell you. <laughs> I don't want it plugged into one of those plug sockets that like... has a timer. <laughs> Do you want to just be hooked up even though you're dead? What? Where's this come from? Because <laughs> you just mentioned life support machine. No, we're gonna get. I love how. No, we... we're not really gonna have the conversation. Oh, because I was about to tell you what my. No, I was just messing. I already what know my what... DNR I already... specifications are. I already know what it is. Yeah. Do you want mine? Are? Yeah. Do you really? I don't. This is too dark to talk about on the podcast. You know, I will say this though. In this same topic, I was thinking the other day, maybe. It's a, it seems ridiculous to do at 26, but shouldn't I have a will? You're not 26. Of course I am. Oh, my God. Are you thinking of your side piece? Are you 25? Who's a younger man? I thought you were 25. Yeah, I thought I was 25 too often, <laughs> but then I have this sad realization that I'm over the hill. I'm past my peak. So what does that make me? That makes you like a a, a bangable 45. Fuck you. You're like a Cougar Town. I just type like disconnect of... the fucking microphone. You could be an extra on Cougar Town. And you could be dead. <laughs> just remember that, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I know people who know people. What were you going to say? Yeah, sh- like, shouldn't I have a will? Why? Because anything could happen. You're so silly. I'm 26. Shouldn't I have a will? You don't own anything. What would you have a will for? <laughs> wow. I don't even know what to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> now I feel depressed and sad. I have no property. I have no worth. We're not married, so no one will like, you know. What if I want to bequeath you things? <laughs> I already have it. What if I want to bequeath you my Queen Latifah CD? No, thank you. Signed. Not by Queen Latifah. <laughs> just by like the guy at the record store. <laughs> he seemed like a cool dude. And I said, let me get that SIG, yo. <laughs> and then he sold me some fucking some fags some pcp pcp is always my go-to funny drug why? because i don't understand why anyone's doing this fucking angel dust yeah i don't know either do you want to lose your mind and become a yes Hulk? they do want to lose their mind and you know 
commit suicide by cop. I mean, if we want to get real, if we want to get real about <laughs> if we this, we want to get like totally real and not not real. What you know what I mean? Okay, so we got we got some things to talk about. First, I think we should talk about because it will be a good lead in. We went to see spider-man far from home at the cinema no we need to talk about endgame yeah but we i think we haven't talked about the fact that we did see endgame at the cinema yeah and we all and then more recently is that how long we haven't done a podcast we haven't done a podcast for more than two months because endgame came out in april yeah so we, wait May, no we June, have July. we've done one since then and we just didn't talk about it we on didn't that talk about Endgame. i need to move it Oh, I know why we didn't talk about Endgame, because it was still so new, it would have just been, like, spoilers. I mean, obviously, spoiler alert, but most people would have seen yeah, it. Yeah, this is... Now. We're going to get into spoilers. Honestly, you should have seen these films. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> and if you haven't, just skip forward, like, 20 minutes and hope for the best. Mm, yeah, I guess. 20 minutes from now, we're still <laughs> talking about spoilers. <laughs> can't believe Thanos turned out to be Spider-Man's uncle. Oh, my God. You think Uncle Ben died, but he actually became, like, a giant blue dude. Or purple or whatever. I don't know. Sure. My colorblind ass ain't taking note of things like that. <laughs> okay, so we saw Endgame. Yeah. We went to the cinema. The cinema. The cinemas. Let's talk about this. Our local cinema needs to stop fucking putting big films in their small screens. No, we saw Endgame in the big screen. I know, screen. but we saw Spider-Man in a, in a little yeah. small screening room. It's really inexplicable to me that we saw Spider-Man like a week after it came out or something. And I know that this, we went to a morning screening, but it's like... You still can't put it on the big screen. Yeah. There should always be an option to see it on the big screen. Because I hate those... Fo- it wasn't even like a medium screen. It was the small screen. And it's just... Everyone is so much closer together. And Also, like you pointed out, and this is a really important thing for like the actual viewing experience. In the smaller screen rooms... The seating is not tiered downwards like no. a slope. It's just kind of like... It's slightly slanted. Yeah, but it's mostly flat. So yeah. it means that it's harder to see over people. Yeah, because I'm little. You are little. And you I- have to bring a booster seat into the cinema. No, they have booster seats, but they're like really hard. and They're for kids, so it's like they're just really... And kids don't need comfort. They're just like blocks of plastic, basically. Right. But yeah, anyway... Um, okay, so, so let's yeah. talk about Endgame first. So yeah, we went to see Endgame in a big screen, thankfully. I'm so excited. Oh I was God. very excited. I don't think I'm not I don't think of myself as a fan of the Marvel movies in that I feel like it's so basic bitch to even say that. What? It's like saying you're a fan of Game of Thrones. It's like, well, duh, so is everyone. Yeah. But, but don't be that guy who like doesn't want to say they're a fan of popular stuff. No, but I'm I'm also truly not I don't I'm not a huge fan of the films. I enjoy them, but they're not really mm. like a huge thing for me. Yeah. But I did go into Endgame because Infinity War is so good and that ending is so yes. emotionally powerful. I did go into Endgame think, and also you had told me that it was three hours long, which got me. I love that. Very excited. I will never ever understand this idea of like it's too long. Oh no! Don't give me more fucking action. Don't give me more story. Don't yeah. give me more time. Especially the actual Avengers movies where it's all of them, so you have to give them all screen time. Especially the last few, there's so many characters. There's so 
much crossover happening. I don't know why you wouldn't. And also, I don't understand this like idea that like you have to get up and pee. Like, <laughs> go and pee before the movie and then just sit your ass down. Like, I don't know. What about mums that have small bladders? Why As is it we- just mums? Because our mums both have yeah, they frequent do. urination schedules. My mum has schedules. to pee like every five minutes. My, mu- for the- my whole life, She's my not- mum has had to pee yeah. every 30 minutes when we're out. Same. It's not like an age thing either. I think it's just a mum thing. My mum had like a complex, comprehensive mental map of everywhere in our town city center yeah, that you could go and use a bathroom for free. <laughs> she was like an encyclopedia for that shit. She was like the rain man of the free toilet. <laughs> Let's go here because I know there's a toilet next You could to give it. her a postcode <laughs> and she would tell you the 10 closest toilets <laughs> rated by cleanliness and availability. Oh, there's nothing worse than going to a fucking public toilet that's just disgustingly oh, dirty. And when does that happen? all the time there's nothing worse than being at a train station and needing to pee and it's a 50p charge and then it's grotsville and it's like i don't carry coins do you take fucking <laughs> apple pay or what <laughs> i'm pissing in my jeans here also you <laughs> <laughs> also when you get in there and it's grotsville it's like what am i paying for yeah what there's no toilet roll the toilet's blocked it's disgusting i can't sit down I can't wash my hands because there's no soap. There's not even a ledge for me to do my blow. (laughs) There's no glory hole. I have to bring in my own hacksaw to make one. You're a bad one. A wrong one. That's true. Okay, so we saw Endgame. And it was a weird experience, man. Because it's such a strange film. That first hour where... You have that initial, like, they're going to go, and they go and they find Thanos, and then nothing. It's so odd, because you, I really, really, because we didn't go, like, opening day or whatever. I tried so hard not to see anything about it. Yeah. And it was really difficult, because it was everywhere. Um, For Marvel movies, the spoilers are so prevalent. It'll be like a trending hashtag. Mm. You just You'll can't avoid it. A same day that it comes out in the cinema, a YouTube video will pop up saying, like, ending explained or, like, fucking Black Widows whatever explained. And I'm like, dude. There'll be op-eds on news sites that yeah. are like, Marvel really dropped the ball with their minority viewers because of this character's death. And it's like, dude, it's been out for four minutes. How have you watched it already? <laughs> they had it ready, that's yeah. why. Um, so that first hour, you big your... And then it's like five years later. It was so shocking. Yeah. Because you think, especially in like a movie where it's like, of course, there's going to be a happy ending. You think that they're going to fix it. But once it says the five years later, your brain has gone to like... They haven't fixed This it. is the new reality. Yeah. Maybe they are just going to keep these characters. Well, it's weird. There's like cognitive dissonance because on the one hand, just like in a practical sense, you know that, for example, Tom Holland has signed a multi-picture contract. And Black Panther as well. Yeah. So you know that just logistically they have to bring them yeah. back in some sense. But then when you're in that movie watching experience and it comes up five years later there is a part of you that wants to believe like whoa they've really actually committed to this artistic choice and Uh, it's very fucking bold of them and i really did in a sense i was like what are they gonna do maybe it's gonna be like 
some kind of weird time travelly type thing and then what if they do come back but it's not this reality's version so there are it's not it wasn't just like straightforward it's like no of course they're gonna bring them back um so yes that was quite shocking but it was a good experience I, I feel like it was always so nerve-wracking going to the cinema because you want it to be perfect yeah. and as soon as like someone starts <clears throat> fucking around whether it's like kids being loud someone kicking your chair someone talking someone on their phone at maximum brightness yeah but scrolling through fucking tinder <laughs> but endgame was pretty i remember there wasn't really yeah. any people were like so focused well on i feel it. like it's such a riveting film yeah like that especially that first part like you said i love the fact that they have started doing this whole like scene before the credits like the opening credits oh yeah and in this one when you see hawkeye and his he doesn't know obviously that what's going to (gasps) happen oh yeah Yeah. and then he comes back and his family are gone and then it's the film starts and it's like i just feel like you don't expect them to make such clever choices because the marvel movies are often so formulaic but these are like the big ones the ones where they have to really go all out to surprise you and kind of amaze you. you know, they're never going to pull off some crazy shit in Ant-Man 3. Because they don't have to. It doesn't matter. They don't care. I, I, let's, like, you know. Let's, I, let's give Paul Rudd his due. <laughs> we haven't seen the Ant-Man No, movies. I have no desire to watch them. I, going back to what you were saying about not being a huge fan. I think I am an actual huge fan. Okay. I didn't realise this until recently. I have not seen all the marvel movies i remember watching like maybe one of the ant-mans with you we haven't not seen any Ant-Man, sorry iron man's one of the iron man's okay. with you maybe the last one um, <laughs> you really got in at the series's yeah. peak and i haven't seen the captain america ones i really started to get into them when it's like the avengers yeah. the first avengers one and then obviously i know that like Civil War is actually Captain America, so I watched that. Right. But it's still got, like, half of them in it. And I recently actually just re-watched, like, from Avengers up. Right. And I watched... Oh, I didn't... I have seen Doctor Strange, but I didn't re-watch that one. I thought Doctor Strange was fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, but it's not really one I wanted to, like, re-watch, so I didn't re-watch It's funny it. that you say you're a huge fan and you haven't seen half of the films in the series. It's not half of the films. That's There's like, 20 something movies and I've seen more than half of them. That's like me saying I'm a big Harry Potter fan, but I've only seen the last two. No, it's not like that at all. It's a bit like that. I'm not like that into seeing the standalone ones except Spider-Man. So you're a big fan of the Avengers and films? Black. That's what I said. Oh, I, I thought you were really saying you're a big fan of the Marvel films. No, I was saying and once it got to the Avengers, I became like a big fan. But then I also really like um, Black panther and spider-man that was a because i almost said black widow yeah that yeah so i do they ever make a joke about that no i don't think so because there's several characters in the in the mcu that have very similar names what what who who else has similar names other than those two Doctor Strange and Doctor Hulk. That's just Doc. <laughs> Come on. I was trying to think of one off the top of my head. There are some though, because, like for example, all the man 
suffixes yeah. ant-man iron man spider-man yeah batman not the same <laughs> <laughs> one day dc and and marvel will come together saying that when i just said that i wasn't like that interested in seeing the standalone movies that's not actually technically true i'm not interested in seeing the iron man standalone movies and i'm not interested in seeing like the first captain america or whatever but i watched the thor movies i don't really rate the first two Ragnarok is really where yes. I started to like thought. Everyone hates 4 2. Yeah. Sad Christopher Eccleston. Oh, yeah. I barely remember it, to be honest. That's fair. That, in fact, that's more than it deserves. Yeah. And like I said, I've seen Doctor Strange. Yeah. If there was a Hulk movie, I'd watch because I really like Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. Sure. Like a lot. I don't think they're ever going to do a standalone Hulk movie. I think the time, they should have done it around the time of Ragnarok, yeah. maybe. And then, but I feel like maybe the time has passed. I don't think he really can hold a standalone movie. I think they would have to be. You know what they should have done when he was kind of having his romance with Natasha. They probably should have done it because then she could have been in it. That could have been a good. Yeah, I, I like these duo movies that they're doing. I wish that they would do that a bit more. Like Ragnarok is great because yeah, Thor and Hulk have such great yeah, chemistry together, and they kind of like reinvent both characters a little bit. And I, I feel like those team-up movies are more what they should be doing. Because there's so many characters now. Yeah, because if you can't get them all in, you could at least get two of them in. It's like Mad Libs. Like what, you can pair any mm. two characters and see how they, they work out. Just like throw them together randomly. Yeah. Have like a lottery ball machine and just pull out <laughs> names. Oh my God, this movie's going to be Ant-Man and Falcon. Yeah. This movie's going to be Hulk and Black Panther. Going back to, like, before I lose the thread, uh, when I mentioned the D- Natasha Hulk thing, it really bugged me in Endgame how they don't address their relationship. I know that since after Infinity War, but before Ragnarok, where um, Hulk goes, he leaves in, like, the little shuttle thing. And, yeah. And so that effectively ends their relationship because, like, a lot of time passes. I still feel like it should have been addressed a bit more. And I did see that, like, the directors were like, we had a scene with them, but it didn't really fit or whatever. Because I also feel like his reaction to her death was not proportionate to, like, the fact that they basically, like, loved each other. There's so many characters at this point that, that none of them quite get their full due. Like apart from I, Iron Man, Iron Man obviously, but that's that's because he's dying. Yeah, you, but it was a bit annoying that like she died and like sacrificed herself so that they could complete this plan. Yeah, and then he gets a funeral. Like I don't know why that's they true. I they do, don't make a huge deal about her being dead. She doesn't get a funeral. I've yeah. Why couldn't they have have done like a double funeral? A double funeral. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I like at that, that point in the meant... movie, you've kind of forgotten the fact that she sacrificed no, herself. No, I haven't. Because then there's that scene immediately after with um, Hawkeye and Wanda, where he's thinking about yeah. Natasha and she's thinking about Vision. And I always forget that he dies as well, because he dies in Infinity War. But yeah, so that kind of bugged me. That was really like my pe- like my peeve about about Endgame yeah. was that I feel like the Natasha death should have been a bit more heavy. Should we just talk about 
the film in a more general sense or yeah, do you have sure. like specific scenes you want to zero in on there's a lot of great stuff the fact that the film really is like three or four different films mm. smashed into one the whole time travel kind of time heist section where they go back and that's fun the fact that they intersect with the events of previous films and revisit them and kind of warp them into this new way is very clever and just like a fun nostalgic throwback that's like this movie's version of like a montage even though it's not a montage it's like that part of the movie where it's like yeah it's just like sheer fan service it is it's really good you know it's like fan fiction when you think about it it's like yeah fan fiction inside the actual universe it kind of is actually yeah i enjoyed it uh, something I didn't enjoy <laughs> before I get onto the parts that I didn't enjoy. I'm really not that into Guardians of the Galaxy. No. And I can get down with Chris Pratt, but actually, Drax is like fun. Re- the rocket, the fucking raccoon. Rocket the bunny rabbit, <laughs> as Thor would say, is um is is like the best character. Him and Drax are really the only characters I give a shit about. Uh, I really didn't care that, what's her name, Gamora died. Because yeah. um, they're obviously going to replace her with her other her, reality yeah. or whatever. But um, We enjoyed the Guardian of the Galaxy films, but I don't that, remember I them much, that well. No. And they're, I wouldn't rewatch them. They're like fun, but they're forgettable. Yeah. I like that they have a unique style to them at least. Which is more than you can say for some of the other films. The second one was really bad. I didn't think it was bad. That I, was the Kurt Russell one, I just right? thought it was meh, and I can't remember very much Man. about it. Anyway, okay, so going on to stuff we did like. Okay. The the fight scenes were so good. Yeah. There's, There's, they're so multi-leveled, because you obviously have to visit each like, yeah. person or whatever. It was so cool when they opened the port. That fucking moment where they opened the port. (gasps) I feel like I'm going to cry. He's like on his own. Oh my God. I really am going to cry. Tears (laughs) have sprung and my nose is tingling. Captain America is like done. His shield is all fucked. He's on his own. And then you just hear the new Captain America (laughs) saying on your left. And then the portals start opening. I love that like hand um, gesture that he makes to open Doctor the portals. Strange, yeah. No, his guy, his like right hand man. Oh yeah. What's his name? There's so many minor characters who um, could remember them all. Yeah, he starts opening portals, and and one by one, as you see the people, it really does get you. And we rewatched Endgame recently. Yeah. I basically rewatched from Avengers. I rewatched nearly all the movies. And then we watched Endgame again, and it was just, it got me even then. And what's funny is I rewatched it on my own, and then you said, let's watch the battle scene five minutes after I'd finished it, and it got me even just after I'd yeah. seen it. That's how good it is. So you see each one. For me, when you see Spider-Man, it's like, I can't take this anymore. When Tony hugs him and Spider-Man is just like, oh, this is nice. Oh, I love their relationship so yeah. much. It's so good. I love it. Tom Holland's Spider-Man is the best Spider-Man. Yeah, by far. Yeah. Andrew Garfield was okay, but 
Tom Holland leaves him in the fucking dust. Yeah, Andrew Garfield had the right, like, he added, like, a... He was a bit of a cocky light. Spider-Man. Yes. He had a bit too much self-confidence for my tastes. A little, yeah, because I feel like Spider-Man has to be, to be an awkward, awkward dweeb. Yeah, a dweeb. Because he's, like, very powerful in what he can do in his, like, superhero guise. But then in the real world, he's supposed to be kind of stumbling and So bumbling. that he can stay, like, humble yeah. or whatever, not let the fact that he's Spider-Man go to his head. But yeah, so the fight scenes and when you when the women get their moment, it's such a I don't know. A part of me almost wants to like. It's very on the nose. Yes, but I but love the Marvel it. movies are not exactly replete with subtlety yeah. throughout. Even though it is, I love it. Yeah, it got me. It was meant to get me, and it did get me. And it's just so perfect because there's like those moments in the movies leading up to it as well where that one moment where the the bad guy or whatever is like, I'm going to fuck you up now. And she's like, because you're on your own. And then the other women come and she's like, she's not on her own. And then like several women appear. Like it gets me. It's meant to get me. It did get me. And I'm fine with it. I accept it. (laughs) You're an easy mark. Yeah. I, yeah, that, that final battle scene is just so... It's like a masterclass is, in yeah. in like a superhero fight scene. I couldn't even imagine how they go about making that. I don't know how you I I don't know how they ever top that. Yeah. It's so like perfect. When you when you just like let your eyes defocus and try to take in everything that's happening on screen in every moment, the amount of effort and like CGI and planning yeah. and like it's like a symphony of like a million different things happening at once. You can't take it all in. And the, I, there's also, like, Easter eggs and stuff in yeah, there. Yeah, of course. I recently looked at, like, a list where people had screenshot like, every aspect of the fight, and it's, like, in the background, this is happening. Is, is it one of those clickbait videos where it's a screenshot of it, and then there's a red circle around a corner of the screen, and it says, it's titled, You Won't Believe This Character That yeah. Was In Endgame. Yes, yes, it was exactly 10 million like that. views. Yes, it was in, like, two seconds. 200,000 downvotes. <laughs> <laughs> comments disabled it was exactly like that it was so good but yeah yeah i love the movie what are you gonna say let me say this we also watched captain marvel against my better judgment because because i knowing what i know about captain marvel and i i just know her bio and what her character is I knew that she was kind of the female version of Superman. Yeah. Which made me... That gave me 0% desire to watch that film. Yeah, I didn't know this. But the fact that Nick Fury's in it and it's kind of like a weird... Almost like a buddy cop movie between them. That sold me on it. I didn't hate the film. I thought it was watchable, but very bland. Yeah, it had some good aspects, like you said. Like the buddy-buddy system, the cat stuff. Jude Law might her, as well not have been in it. Horrendous, I mean, honestly. they could have just had a mannequin do his lines and there would have been no difference. And I liked the... Um, and Jude Law's a good actor, but he... He is, yeah. But he, he was, was looking for a fucking paycheck in this film. He Jesus. was like that on-the-nose villainy type yeah. that it's just like a five-year-old could have planned this out. Every scene of his, it was like he was at a table read. Where they just say the lines, but there's no emotion or complexity to their performance. You kind of knew it was bad from the get-go as well, which is like, we should have had like a reveal. We knew he was going to be bad from the get-go. Yeah, so I didn't know anything about Captain Marvel. 
to be to begin with. I kind of like Brie Larson as well. So. I have a soft spot for yeah, Brie Larson, which is why it's even crazy that I did not like this film and I do not care for Captain Marvel. Yeah, she. It's hard. Because I wanted to like her in the MCU. I I like her. I obviously also like can see that like she's OP, so it's kind of hard to have her around all the time because it's like she could do this on yeah. her own. Hawkeye is a guy who just like fires arrows at people, <laughs> and fucking Black Widow is just like a she secret has, agent yeah. who knows jujitsu. Yeah, and she can fucking fly through spaceships and destroy them. And is basically invincible and all powerful. When she like comes in endgame and starts fucking up the machine, and they're all like, "What?" Yeah, it's like, "Where have you been?" I loved the. I would even though it's brief, the actual hand to hand combat between her and Thanos was it's good, f- fucking it, awesome. Yeah. When he headbutts her, Ooh. and she just like to she use a wrestling looked- term, no sells it, where oh. it has no effect whatsoever, and she just like glares at him. I love that, and he kind of is like, "Whoa!" It's so good. Yeah, so going back to her actual movie, I wanted to like it. I think it was just black. It was hard because they want to give you like an origin story and maybe not lean too much. Like the the like the conflict in the movie against her and like the people who've taken her or whatever was so boring and not very well done. When they were fighting and stuff. My eyes just unfocused, and I didn't give a shit. I started to kind of like drift off yeah. in a lot of the scenes. In Honestly, that movie. the only good parts were like when she's with um, Nick Fury, when they go visit her friend and her daughter, and they've got the cat. And what are those green people called? The Cree. The Cree, and like those parts. The nineties nostalgia was cool, but yeah. it was very overdone and overwrought and just kind of like every scene has 10 million 90s references i appreciate that though it's like uh, come on guys did the 90s throw up on this fucking woman (laughs) jesus but then like the actual like conflict between her and the people i didn't give a fucking shit like it wasn't that fantastic (sighs) it wasn't and and like i said maybe it was just because they didn't want to like go to too heavy on it because it was essentially an origin story but and i'm sure i will eventually see the next one but it's not going to be a let's go to the cinema i don't know that i really want to, to i'm sure we will though it's like kind of like this one we would really want to but we ended up watching it which one we're talking about captain marvel yeah it's like ant-man i'm sure i have no desire to watch ant-man i'm sure it's a perfectly fine, fine movie but you just can't really motivate yourself to watch it. I really do like Paul Rudd, and I like Ant-Man in the Avengers movies, but Ant-Man, the movies on their own, seem kind of, compared to the other movies, kind of juvenile. Like, this was their, let's market to really young kids. I don't know how true that is, but that's how it comes across. It's like a DVD you put into one of those seat-back DVD players for your kids on a long journey. Because you know it's going to be, like, safe. It's that type of movie. And like I said, I like Paul Rudd, but, yeah. And now that they're on kind of, like, Netflix and stuff, I do sometimes think we're going to end up watching that. We probably will, to be honest. (laughs) When we're desperate and we have nothing to watch. But, Yeah. yeah. I don't know, is that it for Endgame? Well, uh, there's a few more things for Endgame. I, 
Yeah, there's just so many moments in that final fight. The the part where he's fighting what I always want to call her Red Witch. What's her name? Wanda. Is she called Scarlet Witch? What's her name? What's her actual oh like God. superhero name? I think it's Scarlet it's Witch. Scarlet Witch, I think. Yeah. They never call no one ever says that though, do they? They just call her Wanda. I can't remember. Yeah. It's funny to call just to like call someone witch. <laughs> like witch, get over here. Yeah. Um, when when she has her moment against Thanos and she comes like and she's all like super powerful and her line is something along the lines of you took everything from me this next part made me laugh so hard it was like a belly laugh Thanos just like looks at her and says I don't even and know who you are <laughs> it is so good in that like Josh Brolin like I don't even know who you like I'm not yeah. doing his voice obviously but it was just, it was really and she good she says you will I really like Wanda. I'm going to watch the TV show. I bet you will. It's like Wanda Vision. We're going to get into all the future stuff I in like a second. I like Vision as well. I, so, I, I have a soft spot for Paul Bettany. Yeah. And I'm glad that he got his moment in the sun in the films. Rewatching like, was it Infinity War? Yeah, the previous one. That, mo- that moment, like the couple of moments yes. at the end, the first one being... Her having to like kill him essentially, and he's dying, and they're crying, and it's sad. That fucks me, guts me. Then just after it's like Spider Man is like, I don't want to go, sir. He's like, sir. <laughs> I don't feel so good, Tony. Oh, or Mister Stark, Mr. Stark. I guess. Stark. He say. doesn't call him Tony. He would never dying. be so presumptuous. Yeah, those parts really fuck me up. Yeah, of course. And and going to like Endgame when. Spider-Man is in the fight scene at one point when he's like towards the end just before Tony dies and his helmet comes off and he's like yeah. got tears in his eyes and he's all muddy and stuff that's so such yeah. a good performance I feel like they did Tony's death in a surprisingly kind of low key understated way the fact no that really... he's after he clicks his fingers and that whole side of his body is just charred and yeah. burned and just fucked up and he doesn't really say anything. He just kind of stumbles back in his... You can see in his eyes that he's, like, approaching death's door. Yeah. I just I felt like... it out. Yeah, I thought... I just felt like it was a surprisingly realistic and, like, quite dark way yeah. to show someone's death. They held back as well, I feel, because I feel like they really could have gone in hard and had people, like, yelling and just... You know what I mean? Like, like hysterics. No, I don't I don't necessarily mean in terms of like crying and stuff. I mean like none of the guys were like, No, this is not happening, I can't believe right. this is happening and all this stuff. Someone do you know, we can fix this, you know, because of all the fantastical elements. Doctor Strange, get the time stone, yeah. you fuck. They just knew. Yeah. They knew it was done, they knew it was over, seeing their faces like one by one. I like what Pepper says to him as well. Oh, it's making You can me... rest now. She, oh. Yeah. It's just a really well done scene. Yeah. And like I said, they employ a surprisingly and admirably light touch in that scene. Like it's just, they just kind of let you soak it in. Yeah. They don't force it down your throat. It kind of unfolds slowly and it's more powerful because of that. Yeah. We knew, I mean, not because we'd been spoiled, but I feel like it was obvious that yeah. the Iron Man was going Either to die. Iron Man or Captain America was going to die. That yeah. was pretty obvious. Talk about how we feel. How do you feel about the 
the end of Captain America, essentially. I think it's basically like the perfect way to usher him off stage. The, the fact that he went back... Oh, God, it's and really choking me. Like, there's just... I'm getting, t- I'm getting tingles. It, it's just a really fucking well done movie, man. And I didn't think I would say that about a Marvel movie, but it's like it has flashes of real brilliance, even though it's like a, a big, in a sense, kind of dumb, smashing superhero figures against yeah. each other movie. But when I think it's, is it Falcon who asked him this? Where it's like, do you want to tell me about it? And then Captain and it, America just looks off and smiles to himself and says, no, I don't think I, I will. I love that. It's so, and then you see them dancing. Yeah. That moment is just The fact that that's the last magic. scene of the movie. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I just got tingles. It's it's And there's no after credit scene. It's like, no, yeah. this is it. Like, this is what they were fighting for. They were fighting to have, like happy full yeah. lives how do you feel about falcon being captain america i really don't know how that's gonna work i don't understand it because he's not superpowered yeah captain america was given the super soldier serum and he's like has powers he's like yeah. extremely strong extremely durable falcon is just gonna have the shield yeah like maybe they're gonna he... give him some kind of like and he's like falcon wings or whatever there'll be some mcguffin they whip out that powers him up what like, like they inject him or something? yeah just like he gets hit by radio like just something they really probably should because otherwise he is like hawkeye and black widow he's just like a guy who's good at fighting yeah which is oh i guess he fly he also has wings. that's what i mean he's got his wings as well so that's, that's and he's gonna be with bucky and i don't know bucky does bucky have super strength i think, I he, think does. he just has that robot arm no, I think he, because he says, like, he's an actual winter soldier. They froze him and shit. Right. So. I like how you say that like that explains anything. But is it a part of that because he he was also, like, injected yeah, with something? Yeah, a lot of the backstory starts to get murky in my memory. Um, I was, fi- I actually had, like, a moment the other day. I was listening on, on someone's podcast where they were talking about they were like review trying to put the marvel movies in order of like ranking them best to worst mm. and just like sitting there and thinking about it over 10 years they have made tw- like 21, 21 films movies, yeah. and fleshed out this whole universe that's like a spectacular achievement when you watch them all in a row as well like i did the other week when i i know i didn't start from the very beginning i started from avengers it's incredible, like the yeah. gro- the growth, and how the movies cro- like cross They're and all intertwine. Like interwoven. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's- what you got to think is, to what Spider Man, he was in the Avengers before he had his own movie. Like yeah. I, the way they did that, and if you remember the first Spider Man, it starts with phone footage. Of him filming himself yeah, at, the, yeah. at the airport fighting with, like... It's so well done. That was such a good idea. Yeah. It's like the f- the movie equivalent of the fact that something like Star Trek has 70 seasons. Yeah. And you just have this incredibly expansive world. It's that so is, rich. They just build layer upon layer on layer on layer. I, again, I don't think of myself as, like, a huge Marvel fan, and I'm not. But just you have to stand back and just give them a round of applause for that. It's just to have that vision and that ability to execute on such a like a large, complex, like 
strings of storylines that yeah. like cross over sometimes but then branch off and then go in different directions and then come back and converge at points and then go in different ways it's just yeah and obviously they've been richly rewarded for it because every film makes yeah. you know 10 trillion dollars i'm such a sucker for the big moments and then when the music the theme starts playing yeah. <sighs> just so... after the, after just after all the people all the other superheroes come in to aid and back up Captain America. When in Endgame? Yeah, when it zooms, on, zooms in on his face and he says, yeah. Avengers Assemble. <gasps> and the music's playing. It's like so predictable and but on the nose, so but it good. still gets you it's so hard. It's what we need to heal us. In this. Okay? In this fucking terrible hellscape. In this darkest in. timeline. Yeah. This fractious political dystopia. Yeah. We need some unity. We need some virtuous heroes to show us the way exactly it's what we need um, hashtag tony stark for president no hashtag captain america for posthumous right in vote i don't think that's captain america's what... too old to be president now should have got him in his prime it's too late how good was his like makeup yeah his old man makeup yeah it was even, really his, good. even his voice like he really worked on trying to sound like an old man i feel are we missing That's anything good. from Endgame? Are there mm. any other... What is the mid... Like, I'm trying to remember what's the middle section I of the really film. I really like the detail of Natasha's hair. Right. I've spoke to you about this. Oh, yeah. This is like a tiny thing that you picked up on. Where in Infinity War, she has she has bleached her hair. Because so obviously her hair is red naturally. And then because of the tragedy, she just hasn't kept up with dyeing her hair her hair has grown long for the first time really and so most of her hair is red and then you see the blonde ends like she hasn't been keeping up with it because she's so fucked from like i've had other things to think about and it's just such a strange but accurate detail and i really enjoyed it it's also obviously an excuse to have her be a redhead again yeah um I don't know what the reason was for them. Maybe so that she didn't have to wear a wig. Yeah, I don't know. Because she's blonde, obviously, naturally. I don't know. But it's a weird, it was a weird choice. But but yeah, the middle of the film is the, them figuring out the time travel stuff. Yeah. Because after the five years later, Ant-Man comes. Yeah, yeah. Then I, they, yeah. yeah. I remember the sequence of it. I'm just trying to think if there's anything we've missed, anything yeah. big. Yeah. I don't think so. You know what's funny? I actually, out of curiosity, I don't know if they actually explained this in previous films, but because, like I said, I, my memory starts to get hazy, especially when you get back into, like, the original, like, stage one and stage two films or oh. whatever. I couldn't remember whether they explained why Thanos is so fucking powerful. Because, yeah. like, in this last scene... He doesn't have the infinity. He doesn't have any of the infinity stones, as far as I can tell. He's just like a big purple dude yes. with a double-ended sword and a helmet. He's like, Hulk. and he fucks up for Iron Man and Captain America. Also, I don't know if you noticed this. I noticed this on our rewatch. For a lot of that battle scene, Hulk is nowhere. He's off yeah. fighting like other fucking beings could have used you hulk where you at but there's not thanos v hulk yeah no we have seen thanos versus hulk in infinity war he he doesn't hulk out he's in the machine 
No, at the start of the film, that's the reason why he doesn't he he can't make himself Hulk out. The start of the film is Thor and Loki are on a ship. Oh yeah, and, and he's Hulk, and and Hulk fights Thanos and gets his ass beat. Oh yeah, and like Thanos and then handles gets, him with ease. Yeah, and when when he gets jolted, like sent back to Earth, he can't Hulk out. Yeah, that because he's kind yeah. of like he's been emasculated if you will yeah. but anyway i was just wondering like why is he so powerful i i yeah we I love this up, remember? yeah i can't remember whether the marvel films explicitly explained but i feel like they should have given you a bit more yeah i don't think they do explicitly explicitly yeah explain. maybe they say it as like a throwaway line yeah. but out of curiosity i looked it up and i went on the kind of the marvel comics wikipedia and whatever and he in the comics he is he's kind of like a suit he his race of creatures is already quite strong and powerful, but he is like an even more kind of superpowered version of his race. And then out of curiosity, I looked up what happens in the, in the comic book storyline that these films are based on the actual infinity war mm. comics. And it's pretty fucking wild dude. Like he ends up fighting these, these, I forget what they're called. They're like the Celestials or the Eternals or something like that. And he ends up fighting like the highest... The Eternals as in the new movie? No, they've got some kind of name like that. Some kind of like generic kind of superlative. But anyway, he ends up fighting like the highest tier, like the most powerful, um, or at least confronting them, the most powerful tier of beings in the Marvel Universe. And they're like embodiments of concepts. So he's fighting like death oh and eternity and whatever. There's one that has multiple faces and it is like um it's called like the living tribunal and it makes it decides like what will happen in the universe. And then he somehow like beats or outsmarts them. And then the the last part of the storyline is that he he meets and talks to the equivalent of the Marvel Universe's god who's called the being above all or the one above all or something along those lines. And he knows that he can't beat God. He's not that powerful. So he basically kind of tricks God into um, doing what he wants. Like, it's just a really weird, he kind of like bamboozles him with like logic and rhetoric and kind of, talks his way into getting what Thanos he wants talks too much yeah okay <laughs> i don't know i just looked it up and i was just thinking what a strange yeah just what a strange thing but yeah i really enjoyed josh i feel like josh brolin doesn't get enough credit for Thanos in these films he's really really good yeah, and he's he is. understated about it it's just yeah, because he could be doing something much crazier. Yeah, but it's like not. a ve- it's like a great performance. I think because the idea of Thanos is that he there's logic to what he's he wants to do, even though obviously it sounds horrendous. I want to get rid of half of everyone. There's lo- there's those memes in there where it's like I don't have a problem with. Do you know what I mean? It's Thanos like, was right. Thanos was right. Yeah. That type of thing. But then other people point out, and this is like a really obvious thing. His, the problem he is trying to solve is that the the universe is overcrowded, so he's trying to get the Infinity Gauntlet with all the stones. So he has basically omnific 
omnipotent power. He can do whatever he wants. Why doesn't he just make more resources? Yeah. Why doesn't he just turn every planet into this kind of lush, verdant greenhouse with just crops as far as the eye can see to feed the universe? And why doesn't he make an endless supply of precious metals and like, (laughs) you know, the things, those kind of, the things you need for like electronics and whatnot? Doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. You just did not think about it too much. Plot plot holes abound. So yeah, I think that's it really for Endgame. I wanna be Endgame. That's twice I've done this that song. And it's twice. never gonna get tired. That's the that's the glorious thing I about like that. I like that song. I don't care what you say. Um so yeah, Spider Man. So we went to see Spider-Man. Yeah. I was very excited for this. I love Tom Holland's Spider-Man. And we're a big fan of JKG. Yes. With the added knowledge that JKG was finally in the universe. <laughs> I didn't know anything about his character. Yeah. Except that I did know he's usually a baddie in the comics. Yeah. And that he's kind of good in these movies. And that's all I knew. Well, and obviously, the trailers, at first you th- and yeah, the trailers, the trailers kind of seem to imply that he's a he's good there guy. to help, yeah, or he needs Spider Man's help on something, um, and that, mo- yeah, that first like third of the movie was so strange because the way it's done, it's almost like one movie where there's a beginning and an end, yeah. And even though you kind of know since you're only a third to halfway through. I think it's more like a half. Yeah, since you kind of know that it can't actually really be the end, it's like a full sending, you are still kind of thinking, hang on, what's what's going to happen? I told you. But that I, reveal was crazy. I lost track of time. and Yeah, you did. <laughs> by the time it gives you that kind of like first red herring ending where it's like feels like it's drawing to a close, he gives... Mysterio the the Edith glasses and it seems like everything has been wrapped up I lost track of time and I thought it already been like an hour and a half or so so I actually thought that was going to be the end of the film and I was literally thinking in my head wow this was kind of lame like the elementals are not they don't explain them very well they're not really fun to fight against. He doesn't really spend much time with Mysterio. They don't really get, like, his background is just like deus ex machina of I'm from a different dimension mm. and th- these things killed my world. And I was just thinking, this, oh, I don't know, man, like this, I guess this was okay, but yeah. like nothing really happens and none of it really matters and you don't really connect to Mysterio. It, there's not really that much between him and MJ. Like, I can't believe this is the film. And then when it Mm. hits you with that sucker punch right in the gut, that scene in the bar where all the holograms start to come away. And he starts to kind of go a bit crazy. He starts to show his real, like, maniacal side was so good and so unexpected. like, shimmer away. It, like, lures you into a false sense of security. Because I knew that Mysterio was a villain. He's, like, a famous villain in the Spider-Man universe. Yeah, I knew he was a villain in the comics. But they had really, like, posed it as, like, but he's good for now. I thought that, I, I I guess I just kind of subconsciously thought, oh, this is, like, a new interpretation of him. Yeah. Like, obviously, Spider-Man needs a new mentor. He needs, he needs a new father figure. Maybe they have been so simple-minded and straightforward as to literally just sub in a new person. 
And then when it turns everything on its head and is like, oh. I can't believe you thought this was actually what's going to happen. I knew as soon as he gives him the glasses. I mean, I mean you looked at each other like... Hmm. There was a weirdness hmm. to that scene that kind of... Yeah. It kind of presages the fact that he's doing something devious. Maybe how willing he was to take them or how easy it just all seemed. It was like the lady doth protest too much when he was like, yeah. no, don't give me the... Like, no, this is too yeah. much power. Like, you should keep... The, no, not... Oh, okay. No, but I oh, think okay. it was the opposite. He didn't protest. He he makes like For one a second, or two... he's like, no, and yeah. then he takes them. But yeah, so that second, that, so I thought the first half of the film, I was ready to walk out and be like, "That wasn't great." And then the second half of the film blew me away. The fact that you had like lost track of time really affected the way you saw the movie. Yeah, because I hadn't, like, I knew that it was like a false ending, not really the end. I knew we hadn't been in there that long, and so I didn't feel quite as strongly about that first part of the movie as you. But I did feel a bit like. Even though this is meant to be, like, fake and stuff, I still felt like it could have been a bit punchier okay. in, in, in areas. But it wasn't bad by any means. It wasn't boring. No. It wasn't, like, as boring as the fucking Captain Marvel stuff. It wasn't, no. Because no. Tom Holland, you can kind of almost watch good. him do anything. Yeah, he's still good. And Jake Gyllenhaal still. Even though you don't know what's going on with his character, you still, like, are enjoying... Let's talk Him about the first two open scenes. There's the really, really, really bad, and looking back on it, I don't know why it's in the film. I don't know why they didn't cut it out. Do you remember there's the scene before the credits where Mysterio is fighting the wind monster in like a Mexican village? Oh, and then yeah. Nick Fury comes along, and Mysterio <laughs> just looks back at them and says, You don't want any of this. And, and then the film starts. <laughs> What was the point of that? But also, what's her name? Kobe Smulders. What's her character's I name? I can never remember. I can't her name. believe she's been in every single fucking Marvel movie. She's getting that easy money. It's yo. so strange to me. Um, even her and some like Nick Fury's conversations. It's very like info dump. Let's explain some shit as we walk. They're like this. the exposition vehicles. Yeah, just kind of tell you what's happening right at this moment. The, the, because they were in like Mexico or wherever as well. It had such a weird, like it was a different setting than usual. It didn't open in New York. It was such a weird vibe. It was and like, you literally get two minutes of it, and then the film starts yeah. again. Like it felt like something that I can't believe they didn't cut out mm. because it also shows you Mysterio before, like. Why would you give yeah, us that glimpse of him sense. already? Why don't you... It's much more powerful when he gets introduced in the Venice part because you are seeing him for yeah. the first time and you don't know who he is. And you see him the first time... Like, you should see him the first time... In action. Tom Holland sees him, not yeah. Spider-Man sees him. That was just really weird. But then when the movie actually begins and there's that cheesy, crappily done PowerPoint presentation of all the people who died in Endgame... Oh, yeah. Even the part, the part where it shows you one of the images and it says Getty Images on it, that made me that laugh out funny. loud. Yeah, that was really good. The whole I liked that. That was really well. I really enjoyed the high school scenes in mm. the spot in these two Spider-Man films. Yeah, I like it. I don't. I don't want it to be over. So yeah, so we talk about the second half of the film. Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, you're like a deer in the headlights, like, oh, I'm on a podcast. Yeah, I have to speak it. with my mouth. 
I really enjoyed it. I like the London setting, of oh, course. Oh, let's talk about that. So good. You know what guts me? You know what really guts me? What grinds is your it gears? recently in the past few years? I mean, there's always been stuff filmed in London, obviously. But I feel like the past few years since we've left London, a bunch of stuff has been filmed right where we lived. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? I could have been walking past there. Yep. I, I famously. <laughs> Notoriously. Famously. Infamously. I was walking to the shop one day when we lived in London and I saw them filming 24, which I was never a fan of, never seen the show in my whole life, not even a, a snippet of it really. Um, but obviously Kiefer Sutherland, you know. What does uh, that mean? It's Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, yeah, he's an A-lister. No, but, well, he is... Like, also, is he the only person in the world who's called Kiefer? Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's a unique name. But that was pretty cool, even though I wasn't a fan. And it was like a because, car crash scene or, or something like that, yes, right? Yes, it was like them exploding a black cab yeah. or something. Oh, of course, it has to be yeah, a black cab there or was a fucking post box. There was, there was a post no box doubt, in it. No doubt, A black cab. Put as much British crap as you can into the frame. I think in the actual scene as well, a red bus goes past. A beef eater's <laughs> driving it. The queen's on the back. But it was insane to me. Someone's eating bangers and mash. That they, they, they were doing it in this like... Um, it's not like a main road. It's like one road and then lots of like little side roads. And yeah. they were doing it down this little side road. And the road going across it, which is quite busy, they don't cut off. They don't block it off. So we lo- people just started gathering as they saw it. Obviously, some people are like, you know, see this kind of thing every day in London. <laughs> or they're on the way to work, so they can't stop. But I just was like, stopped and I was just like, I can't believe they have not blocked this off. They're obviously just like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. But they did have actual people as like extras or whatever to like walk. As soon actual as people, scene. not like CGI animatronics? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's so funny. Wow. So. You don't see that often in film, like human beings made out of flesh. But it was pretty crazy. Like when they would like start again. They would, like, explode the cab or whatever. <laughs> and I was so close to I was, like, 10 feet yeah, from Yeah, you were it. right. They literally just closed off the side street and that's it. And so you could stand right at the edge With of like, it, basically. They have, like, a, a cordon, like a no. barrier. No, I don't think they even had they a barrier. They didn't have a barrier? It was just clear you couldn't go past the point. Someone just walks down there with headphones <laughs> yeah. on. Sorry, mate, I didn't hear you. Oh, no, this cab's exploding. Because they couldn't have a barrier because it would have been in the shop. Yeah. And also, if I remember correctly, didn't you take a photo of it and then yes. some online news site used your photo? Something like the fucking Daily Mail, but not the Daily Mail, reposted it. And what's funny is I posted it on an account I don't use anymore. So now it doesn't link to my account. Someone's going to hunt that down it and find link- that hidden secret oh, yeah. dead account. But that was pretty cool. I didn't know. It's not like they tagged me. I was just like looking on a site one day and I saw it. Isn't that the account where you post that fanfic of your ship between s- Tony Stark and Tom Holland? I see your brain working <laughs> as you're talking and it's not great. Tony Stark can be zaddy. The The outcome of what you were working so hard to do was not that I funny. was trying to think of what's the term? Shipping? No, the cr- like cross slash, slash fanfic. That's what I was trying to think Gay of. Gay is what you're... 
what you're searching for. Let's not, not put a label on it. You were like, they cross, can be pan. Cross what? Doesn't have to be gay. Can be pan or bi or. But it is. I don't know. I'm confused yeah. with it. So that was pretty cool when I saw that film in. Yeah. And I remember I didn't see them, but and I wasn't like a fan of anything or a huge fan of whatever. But I remember when my mum came to visit one Christmas and we were near like South Bank and we were going to go across the bridge. And they were like, the bridge is, um, the bridge is closed. I think something like One Direction were like filming on there or whatever. I don't sure. think they were there yet, but they were going to be filming. Wow, that's like a cool story, bro. Anyway, my point is, since then, several things have filmed, <laughs> not just in London, because yeah. obviously stuff is filmed there all the time, but right where we lived. Like that Fast and Furious movie with The yep. Rock, Idris Elba, filming right Down the, the street corner. from where we lived. This film... I don't know if it's actually filmed on Tower Bridge or whether that's all like, you know. Uh, are you doing about Spider-Man? Yeah, like if yeah. it's like a green screen on some back lot in LA. But it's set, the the final climactic fight scene, the, the showdown, is set on Tower Bridge. Yeah. It's funny as well because... it's that like a bunch of stuff is really there. Yeah. they may, I think they make a joke at one point where it's like that's, I thought that was London Bridge. No, no, no. So um, Happy says like, it's on Tower Bridge, and he's like, but some people think it's on the right. bridge, but it's actually Tower Bridge, which is funny because they Every, do think that, that is like the most iconic London Bridge. And people, so people call it London Bridge, but London yeah. Bridge itself it's like is, a, like is like the a, most a, basic bridge. <laughs> it's a basic bridge bridge. It's just like a plank of wood across yeah, the river. Pretty much. But anyway, Tower Bridge, which of course is right next to the Tower of London, is truly just around the corner from where we used to live it It was was, you go up our street you go down like this long street and it leads you all the way down it's not even that long yeah yeah. it leads you right there so that just to have to be watching a spider-man film and there to be a scene set like 90 seconds away from where we used to live you can like see the building that's like next to our building did it give you pangs it did. It, like, really just got me in my fucking feels. It was just... I want to go back. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah. Because they obviously really did film some stuff, like... I don't know if they did. No, they did. Of course they did. They were in the Tower of London. I haven't looked it up, but I would assume that they wouldn't shut down Tower Bridge for that. No, they do. Did... They shut uh... down Tower Bridge... Another time, I don't mean to keep saying One Direction, but they shut down Tower Bridge for One Direction. Okay, as maybe well. I'm wrong. I I can see they do. They, I don't know how they do. If it, anyone's going to do it, it will be Marvel. Obviously, like that fight scene where him and Mysterio are inside. That's obviously that can be anywhere. That's obviously because I think they film these at like was it Pinewood, which is in London. They film right. them at like those studios. The funny but, part is, at one point, Spider Man picks up a street sign. That says Tower Bridge, yeah. and underneath it, it has the City of London logo yeah. on it. And that's where we live. Or the, the city crest, of or whatever. Yeah. Pretty crazy, honestly. It is pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. But the movie, yeah. I like the MJ stuff. I like yeah. MJ. I like, I like MJ as well. MJ. I was very surprised when I saw the credits that the actress's name is just Zendaya. Oh, yeah. You don't know. One name? Yeah. One name? What's wrong? Who are you? Seal? Where's that from? friends what don't just reflexively say friends isn't it doesn't even sound like a friends quote it's from super bad you said that with such fucking aggressive just disgust <laughs> i'm right. driving I a nail into your foot what's your problem 
can't. <laughs> Don't be my friend now. Are you like a huge A Seal fan or B Superbad fan? We did watch Superbad semi recently. It's a good movie. And then we watched the unofficial sequel slash copycat slash ripoff Booksmart. That's good too. It was really good, but I couldn't believe what a carbon copy it was of Superbad. And the fact that Jonah Hill's sister yeah. is one of the main characters is like that's like bizarro world coincidence. Yeah. The fact that it's such like it's emulating super bad to the nth degree. Don't you think Booksmart felt really short? No. Oh, I do. It felt really short. I liked that film a lot. I thought it was good. I do too, but I I do feel like it could have had a bit a bit another level yeah. to it and then it would have been like really really good. But anyway, yeah. MJ I really I really like MJ in these films. I feel like even st- still in this film where obviously she gets more screen time i would like a bit more of her in yeah. the few in the upcoming films like actually have her say some sentences because she's kind than... of just like a foil for his awkwardness so far like she doesn't really mm-hmm. have much to do by herself she obviously has like a personality though a very specific personality so aka has... daria yes she said that they said to her play it in like the vein of daria mtv asu and you yeah presently but i like that and i really liked the kind of reveal where she's like you're spider-man yeah the fact that she was so like nonchalant and it was just like blase like i mean of course you're spider-man like i I mean i know that and that was on the bridge wasn't it no but that's that was in um when they're in prague or oh are they yeah they're not in they're not in london oh they're on a bridge that's why my brain is just like (laughs) all bridges are the same to you well what a bridgist What a Bridges Jones diary you are. You know what I don't like? What a Bridges Nielsen you are. Give it up. (laughs) Okay. So, a couple of things. It really baffles me when people leave the movie and they don't watch the end credit scene. Like, they've seen all 21 Marvel movies up to this point and they either, A, still don't know about end credit scenes because they're not necessarily people who go online or they've never waited to see it so they don't know it's a thing. Or B, I don't know what's worse, they know it's there and don't wait to see yeah. it. Some people just don't care. It's, I know, and when I was saying this to you, I was like, some people are just so relaxed, they're just like, no, nah, I don't need to see it. <laughs> I'm like, I don't understand, it's a part of the movie. Yeah. Like, what? So, like, nearly everyone leaves, and there's only, like, I will a couple say, of us left. the mid credit scene, I, I can't imagine why people do not stay because it's truly it's two minutes after the end of the film yeah the after credit scene is 15 15 minutes minutes, yeah and you are just literally watching a scrolling list of ten thousand names i felt like my eyes were fucking up i was trying not to like look at the screen but it was like where else can i look we often spend that time just picking out funny names and talking about them there's some interesting ass names not like picking out funny names and making fun no not ridiculing them just people have really just cool names yes i'm a name nerd we spoke about this before and also we like talk about the funny titles that some people have oh yeah when it's just like it'll be like second sandwich bringer yeah it's very strange they have some very strange like titles merkin hairdresser i refresh my memory oh okay the first end credit scene is where she, she he flies with her and then you see the video message from... Our boy J.K. Mysterio. Simmons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Coming as J. Jo- J. Jonah Jameson or whatever his and name is. And then you see the video message from Mysterio. Yeah. I like the flying, obviously. I don't know if I like this direction that they're taking because obviously the next movie has got to be everyone knows now and also you did this. Right. And I'm not into that whole... It takes me back to like shows like Luther where a big aspect of the show is he's a dirty cop and we've got to take him down. Like, no, I don't care about that. Spider-Man's actually bad and we've got to, like, get rid of him. No, I don't want that. He's just saved the universe, like, four times beforehand. Yeah, I have no interest in this, But now he's finally made his flip. Yeah. It's like before this film, there was a trailer for the, the third in that shitty sequence of action films where it's like, London has fallen... Oh, and that was a yeah. trailer before the Spider-Man movie. And it's Gerald Butler, and he pl- I haven't seen any of the previous <laughs> ones, but he's playing the president's bodyguard, and clearly in the two previous films, he's- he has like risked his life to save the president over and over and over again. And in this film, you could tell from the trailer, there's an ambush on the president, and he's the last one left alive, and they're like... You, this was clearly your plan all yeah. along. You're the bad guy. You're trying to assassinate the president. I can't believe there's not going to be a scene where he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I've just spent the last six years protecting the president. I could have put a bullet in his head at any time. <laughs> so dumb. I actually almost died twice. Yeah. Like, it's so dumb. So I have no interest. Do you think in- I would have waited this long to assassinate him? What no. are you talking about? So I'm annoyed. I kind of was annoyed by that. And also... Going back to the whole people don't watch end credit scenes. If you didn't watch the end credit scenes for this movie, there's a whole aspect of the movie that you don't know. Yeah, let's talk about that. So the after credit scene, the after after credit scene. God, it's weird that there are two after credit scenes in films now. That's so bizarre. But anyway, the after credit scene is that Nick Fury and whatever. Why do we not know her name? I want to say her name is Maria something. Yeah, maybe. They turn out, they reveal themselves to actually be the Kree from Captain Marvel. Yeah, they're like shape-shifting aliens yeah. and Nick Fury is actually on like a spaceship doing something. And they're like good guys. Yeah. I think Nick Fury is just like on vacation because of what happened in Endgame. I heard, you know how he works for S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. which is like the agency that d- defends the Earth. Mm. Apparently, I heard this on a podcast, this is like nerdy, in-depth comic shit that I don't know about because I'm not a comic book guy. But apparently there's a there's a companion agency that they start at one point called sword which is also an acronym where they build like weaponry and like technology to actually attack other people like other foes and are they saying that they think that i, f- that's that, what I think that that's is. the idea is like the next stage of the um. the mcu is going to be like we take the fight to the oh, Earth's okay. enemies or whatever. So it's revealed that like Nick Fury is actually like with the Kree in yeah. space or whatever still. And that the Kree, like, it wasn't Nick Fury at all. Throughout. So it's like a double fake yeah. out. However. But not in like a bad way because they're not bad guys. We, but- we cannot tell you what was said in this scene because. <sighs> and take it away, Samantha, because I can see the rage boiling up inside There's you. There's a whole story here. Oh, which yeah, you I have, have to, to tell. tell. Yeah. So. Let's go back to the <laughs> okay. beginning. In 1993, where... there was a bouncing baby boy called Ryan Finch. <laughs> oh. He was nine pounds, six ounces. He was bouncing. He bounced right out of his mama. That is a story that has been passed down in my family for a long time. Yeah. My mom says that when I was born, I like 
came out and then I slid you shot out. I slid down the table and my dad caught me before I fell off it. She must have given like such a big push. She's got Kegel muscles. Yeah. They're like over she takes steroids. They're uh, overdeveloped. And he caught you? Yeah. Oh, he was wearing so a catcher's nice. mitt. Oh, and your little tushy is just like yeah. in the mitt. So she gave one last explosive push. No. And I was rocketed across the table. Oh, I did not know what you were gonna say. Like a like a some kind someone of... on a slip and slide. Oh, Let's it? not think about what I was slipping and sliding on. Hashtag after birth. <laughs> Hashtag feces. No, stop that now. <laughs> Let's talk about the reality of childbirth. No, I can't believe you. <laughs> if your mum heard this, Pete, she would not be happy. She doesn't know how to download podcasts. <laughs> You're going to send her the MP3, aren't you? Do you have, like, can people, like, talk back to you? <laughs> <laughs> never forget. That's what my mum said like never to me forget. Um, Anyway, okay. Let's go back. Okay. I was very anxious this day. Very anxious. Hadn't left the house in like a month. Um, but I really, I had a combination of like very strong anxiety of like, don't leave the house, but also cabin fever. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, no, we're doing this. I'd been looking forward to it. We'd waited to like the perfect day. And you were really excited to see this I film. I was. I was very excited. I was kind of lukewarm, but then uh, the more and more I thought about it, the prospect of seeing Jakey G in all his yeah. full glory just won me over. And then I started to get excited to see it. Yeah, so... Because the first Spider-Man I thought was okay, but it didn't It didn't blow me away. What happened? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Michael Keaton as the vulture or whatever. Oh, yeah. Well... I thought in my memory bank that I was whelmed by that movie. <laughs> but actually, upon rewatch recently, when right. I watched them all, it's better than... You think? It's better than you at that first rewatch. Oh, okay. I think you have to rewatch it to like appreciate it more. So, anyways, I was really anxious this day. And it was that kind of horrible feeling that like as soon as you leave the house, every single thing you have done to get ready feels wrong down to like how i'd worn my hair i didn't even like get dressed up or anything i was just in casual clothes but everything down to like how i'd worn my hair and i'd worn clothes as if it was cold but it was actually the sun was out so i had to like take some layers off and then i was immediately uncomfortable so everything about it was just like anxiety ridden and this there's a reason why I'm saying that because of what happens like next. So we get into the cinema. There's not like a huge amount of people in there. It's not even half full, I would say. And it was a small screen. So when we got in there, it was just like a weird vibe. We got in there kind of exactly when it was meant to start, but nothing was playing yet. Not like the pre turn off your phone, look at the weird M&Ms singing and dancing. <laughs> like none of that was even playing yet. And yeah, so it was just a strange vibe. And we were in a really small screen. And usually there's like an exit door down the bottom. But this was like a really strange screen where you go through a door that has no actual door to it. So right. just like a... What am I thinking of? I don't remember the architectural details it of this was, But it was really strange space. how like you couldn't just see the exit door. It was through a door that had no door to it. That, That's deep. That's like a Zen Cohen. And then there was clearly like some kind of hidden like walkway type thing. I don't know. It, it really freaked me out. And I was having, um, I was just felt haunted by the idea that 
someone was going to come in and kill us. Okay, that's like, heavy. I was really, they had, my anxiety was like through the roof. And nothing was playing yet. And people kept coming in and out. And I'm like, what is happening? And it was well past the time when the trailers should have started. Yeah. And then eventually someone comes in and says, oh, like, I'm sorry about this, but the projector has to be restarted or whatever. And, so I was and like, when oh, they came in, we thought they were going to say, we have to move you to have, another screen. Or something has happened. <laughs> so well, that's where my, my There's been a, a nuclear bomb attack. The EMP has taken down all our projectors. Yeah. There's been a nuclear bomb attack. The EMP blast has taken out all our projectors. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, so my anxiety was to the roof. And then eventually, so everything starts playing. Everything is fine. We watched, I, as the movie starts, the there's some loud happening? pigeons outside. <laughs> At first I was like, is that an owl? Yeah. And then I remembered we don't get interest in birds they in our neighborhood. They do sound very similar though, that kind of like cooing sound. To it, to woo. It's cute. One just comes flying in because it heard our call. Oh, it tries to mate with you. Little baby pigeon. Do you think your parts would would my, fit? My parts. Yeah. And its parts. Get the fuck out. You can have Honestly. interspecies breeding. You shouldn't ethically. But you can. You can. You shouldn't. But you shouldn't. <laughs> but you can. I love how we slowly leak out our little things. Yeah. So the movie starts and everything. I get caught up in it. My anxiety dissipates. And then we watch the end credit sequence. Everything's fine. Then we watch a million years of credits. And then the, the final scene comes. The final end credit scene starts to play. As it starts to play, a fucking woman and her family come in. And they stand right in front of us. And there's two little kids sitting in front of us who are on their own. I don't know if their parents are like in a different screen or they have come to the cinema on their own. But they were about 11. They were very young. And the woman just proclaims really loudly... Because you have to um, allocate your seats now. You can't just sit wherever you want. You have to reserve online. Yeah. She was like, you're in our seats. These are our numbers or whatever. And the little kids are like looking at each other like they don't know what to do. And so they don't get up straight away. And she just keeps saying it. And I'm thinking, how unaware do you have to be to not see that there's a movie playing? Just look at the screen. Yeah. This is not a trailer. This is not a mobile phone advert. Yeah. People are clearly engrossed. And so, big yawn. <sighs> and so, I was watching this, like, happen, and no one was do saying anything, and the kids were just about to get up, and they clearly looked very uncomfortable. And I just kind of yell out, the end of our movie is still playing. Is that what I said? Yeah, you said something along the lines of that. You said it in a very kind of forceful, authoritative tone. Yes, because I was thinking in my head beforehand. Well, to be honest, I wasn't thinking that much. What I was about actually what to say. I was th just thinking, what I can't hear the movie. I can't even see the movie. You're standing right in front of me. And you're making these little kids move. And they looked so uncomfortable and so like... What do we do? What do we do? 
that it just kind of jumped out of me. Yeah. And I feel like my responses to things in public are very, it's like, am I going to be fight or flight? I don't know. I feel like when it comes to other people, it's easier for me to like do something or say something. On their behalf. Yeah. I don't want it to sound like I was rescuing these Captain children. America, yeah. <laughs> they should have given you the shield. They should have, yeah. But I felt proud of myself that I said something because... They were just being oblivious they were, they, and thoughtless yeah. and just rude. The way that they were kind of saying to us, like, you're in our seats. Because one, one, someone else came in and they said to us, you're in our seats, do you remember? As this whole thing was unfolding, that first woman and her people told the people in front of us that they were in their seats. Mm. And then someone else came and said to us, and that was when you said to both of them, I did yeah. not catch that. Yeah, someone else came in and was like kind of awkwardly shuffling towards us and try- and like looking down at their tickets. Did you respond? No, because you responded straight away. Maybe the, the confluence then of it all just kicked But they were just standing action. right there and they were kind of looking at us like, what are you doing in our seats? Yeah. And it was just so like, how could you be this brainless? Look at the screen. Look yeah. at everyone staring at the screen and already clearly engrossed in the movie. I had a mini out-of-body experience when I said this to the woman. <laughs> like, I didn't think about what to say. It just fell out my mouth. Like, right. it jumped out because I was so, like, anxious about, I guess... The fight or flight thing kicked in. Right. I didn't have time to think about what I wanted to say. It just came out. And then because of that, it was like I was looking at myself. I wasn't even looking at myself. It's like myself went to sleep in order for that to happen. Right. <laughs> Does that make sense? It is hard in those situations to speak up and be kind of yeah. self-assertive. And obviously I was like... In my mind, I'd obviously assessed, like, don't be a dick about it. Just be clear and sure. And so I was just kind of like, there's a yeah. movie still playing. So they they came in as soon as the after credit. It was, like, almost comically timed. Yeah. Like, we'd waited 15, 20 minutes for the credits to finally fucking finish. I feel like finish. we're exaggerating. No, they, 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 go, they roll on for oh, an age. Oh, they do and then as soon as the after credit scene started, they burst through the door and started mm. doing that thing where they're like noisily looking around and like making a big fuss about it and drawing and attention just came to themselves. And right in front of us. And as soon as they came in, instantly I go into that aware mode of like, what's going on? I'm like paying attention to them in my peripheral vision. They're like speaking to each other in like hushed tones of like, presumably like, where are our seats? Like, why are people there? And so for the whole after credit scene, I don't think I heard like a single line of dialogue. I, I just saw that that um, Nick Fury and whatever her name transformed yeah, into Yeah, we Kree. see them transform into Kree. I then didn't hear any of the dialogue. No. By the time I'd said this to the woman and they, as soon as I said it, thankfully, they just kind of went, oh, I'm sorry, and then walked away. Yeah. And they left the screen. But by that time, it was on Nick Fury and he was yeah. waking up from his fucking weird space bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> space bedroom? Yeah. So I have no idea what they said. Wow. Um, so that sucked. You know, there was a funny moment during the film as well in our actual screening where there were these two guys like to our left, like in a different row. 
And then halfway through the film, like a trio of, of twins. Kids. Yeah. I don't know if they were sneaking in. Yeah, it was it was hard to tell whether they were sneaking in from a different film or basically they came to the seats in front of these two guys and it looked to me maybe like they had dropped something in a previous screening to me it looked like they didn't know whether they should sit and so yeah. they kind of sat stood up and they but kind it was of sat. weird in that if you had if they had dropped something why would you wait an hour to come back that's what i mean i think there was and plus it was so late into the movie that it couldn't have just been that they were late i yeah. think they were sneaking in but basically they like are standing up and do, like moving around and doing stuff in front of these two guys and then one of the guys just says sit down yeah and it's not like in an aggressive way it's in a like exasperated you're a kid and i'm an adult yeah. just sit down he was just like just sit down can you sit down yeah it was very i liked it, it i liked was, the yeah. authority it was but... like a strangely funny moment and then they kind of like shifted about a bit more and, and then, then just left, left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so this is what i mean there was weird yeah. stuff like that throughout the whole movie people coming in and out doing shit yeah. so it was just so anxiety filled although the the funny thing is i usually hate going to films that are a 18 rated or less or in america that's an r or whatever because then you get kids in there yeah however there was mucho kids in this film like even some like young kids and there really wasn't any wasn't, incidents no. of kids talking or screaming i think or they crying. were so engrossed usually it's like People come and they're not that bothered and so they just talk for the whole thing. But yeah, it was surprising. I mean, the cinema wasn't full, but it was mostly kids. And then yeah. there's really those two guys, us, and then the people behind us that were like adults. Right. Um, but yeah, when there I look- was that guy there behind me who was clearly doing that shaky leg thing and it was like against my seat. Yeah, he was like shaking your chair. And so for a portion of the movie, my chair, my chair was shaking. And I knew if I like said something to you, you would want to say something. Well, I wouldn't have said I what happened was you looked I could see and like slightly feel the micro vibrations of your chair shaking you looked at me like something's going on I just looked around at the guy and then I was like I looked back around and I was thinking like if this continues like I'm gonna have to say something and then I could tell that he stopped yeah it was just for a small sometimes portion. if you just glare at people it reminds them like what what the fuck are you doing yeah, dude like I know what you mean. people just they get into this kind of thoughtless state where they do inconsiderate things and if you just remind them that people are aware of you and like yeah. will call you on your shit most of the time people are you know they're like nice normal people and they'll stop yeah it's only when you get that one asshole who wants to make it into a confrontation so yeah we went around the houses but the point was as the british say we watched the fucking end credit scenes just about not really there's one or two more things i want to say about the film the actual mysterio illusion scenes Mm. where he's fighting spider-man oh yeah those scenes were amazing that whole section where he's like tumbling through the illusions as it were like it's so well done and you don't, you're so caught up in it and your eyes are all over the place. And it really is just like brilliant. It's like this cascading, chaotic string yeah. of like 
something's popping up over here and then it changes to this and then it morphs to that and it's all like spinning around him and you've got kind of mysterious creepy voice mm. narrating and like taunting him and then you think it's over because uh, nick is yeah. there but then it's not it's still an illusion it it's, was just it reminded so me of those scenes in doctor strains where it's kind of like the psychedelic oh, kind yeah. of mystical scenes where he's it's just i really love when they they have really talented CGI artists and they let them go balls to the mm. wall and just kind of do the like maximal visuals like whatever you can possibly do there's no constraints just make cool shit yeah it was those very sequences cool. were really cool it was very very cool so yeah so I think I'm gonna go pee <laughs> I've got to announce that I've got to like. I've got to put a time card in one of those machines and get it stamped. And then I've got to come back and do it again. So that you can get paid for the amount of times you pee? Yeah. Sure. I pee into like a... Do you keep the pee? A beaker with like... What are they so doing with your pee? Drug tests? Yeah. yeah. They drug test you when you're going to see Spider-Man now. Because Spider-Man doesn't do drugs, kid. Just singular kid. <laughs> I'm just addressing like a small child. All the other kids can do it, but not you. Not you, because Spider-Man <laughs> says so. Okay, I'm going to go pee. Okay. You can't stop me. I mean. You can't just like squeeze the end of my penis or put a peg on it. That's what little kids do. I d I, if you say so. When they want to pee, but they can't go to the toilet yet, they hold the end of the willies. Why are you saying you this should... really quietly as if it, that like will make it better? I don't feel like I should say it. <laughs> but you did say it. You just said it quietly. <laughs> it's even creepier when you whisper it. <laughs> when you're just alone in a room looking at a daycare for your binoculars. What is fucking wrong with you? <laughs> Go and pee now. Okay. Don't have to. Can't make me. Not gonna. Can. Um. Have. <laughs> I look down. It's just a wet patch. <laughs> She's got powers. I do have powers. And we're back. You can't stop us, listeners. You, you smell like the outside, even though you didn't go outside. What do you mean I smell? How can you smell me? I'm like 12 feet away. Are you 12 feet away? You could fit a 12-footed person between us. Well, not if they... Like, are you, do you mean they're 12 feet tall or they have 12 feet? They're 12 feet tall, but they're lying down. But how many feet do they have? What? You said a 12-footed person. Oh, God. That's an expensive shoe <sighs> buying schedule. I'm just going to, like, smack you. What? Not even, like, punch you or anything. Just, like, smack like you. Like a Nate Diaz open hand slap. Yeah. So, yeah. That's... Is there any, the only other thing I want to talk about in terms of Spider-Man Far From Home is what did you think about the kind of high school trip aspect of it? Oh, I liked it. Because that's it kind of good. like the comedy, light-hearted part yeah. of it. Yeah. I wasn't like, yeah, I like it. I really like the high school aspect of it. I mean... I feel like Spider-Man is meant to be young. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know. I feel like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man was in high school, but he seemed so much older. Yeah, he kind of looks like a man already. Yeah, and then Andrew Garfield, wasn't he like in college or something? I can't remember. Like the end of high school, beginning of college. 
I just feel like Tom Holland looks so young that he can still pass. I just worry because yeah. he's supposed to be 16 or something. And yeah, apparently the next two movies are meant to be like... He doesn't look years, 16. He looks young, but he doesn't look like a 16-year-old. No, and neither does Zendaya. But they're believable as being in high yeah, school. Yeah, they're believable. Well, they're believable as being young. Yeah. But that's like a nebulous category. Yeah, I liked it. I like the aspect. Obviously, I don't know. Like, if you could have almost end, like endless movies of Spider Man because it's doing so well, do you want to take Spider Man out of high school? Like, I know. I feel like that's always got to be kind of the the central thing that everything revolves around. You know, it's also weird as well. They have said that it would be like a year of school each time, a la Harry Potter. But time isn't passing. No. The first movie, yeah, the first movie happens, Endgame happens. And then this movie happens just after Endgame. So he's been 16 for like four movies. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit much. It's a bit strange. I also feel like they need to come up with a better, like, real rationale for in these standalone movies why they can't call on the other heroes. That doesn't bother me as much. I know that's like a thing for you, but I feel like I'm able to like suspend because they even threw a scene in the first scene where he's with Nick Fury and they're in their like headquarters. And he's basically like, I'm just a kid. Like, I'm on vacation. Why can't you get... And he goes through a list of names. And Nick Fury, who, of course, is actually a Cree. Yeah. He, like, nixes all of them. That's obviously more believable now that we know that it was Cree and not Nick Fury. Maybe because they didn't... And that's why he really couldn't call. No, they didn't know how to get into contact with other people. I don't know. But also... they didn't have the authority. That's what they were there for. They thought they were just there... As, like... Reconning, like, what was happening kind of thing. It's just weird, and like, you can't bring in Hulk. It doesn't bother me as much, especially because um, Iron Man's dead, Captain um, fucking America is 90 or whatever. Yeah. Um, He'll still fuck you up <laughs> with his brittle bones. Thor is with the Guardians. And his AARP card. Go on. Captain Marvel, I'm just, like, so unable to... She's off doing some galaxy stuff. I want to give you. I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm just. I'm like. Fading. I like how we had to have a a little moment for you to acknowledge. I just want to like give you what you need. But I'm struggling. I love how you announce to the listeners like for the rest of the podcast. I don't have any energy to to give. (laughs) I don't. Uh, What was my point? Oh yeah. (laughs) I was trying to explain where they were. Captain fucking Marvel's excuse is always. other planets need me I've as well. I've got to look after the universe. Yeah. Natasha's the, dead. But there's like Vision's minor characters. Dead. What about Falcon? Yeah, what about I was going to say, the more realistic would what about be... Black Panther? Rhodey is still around, yeah. is he not? Like Falcon. Sure. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think you'd be calling Black Panther. I just feel like they need to actually like come up with a reason and then yeah. just have that as the kind of boilerplate that they go yeah. to in every standalone film. Because Tom Holland isn't like he's got superpowers but he isn't that powerful ultimately. No. but that's why i feel like that he doesn't need to call on other people because it shouldn't be he shouldn't be dealing with world ending stuff he's constantly saying i'm just like your friendly neighborhood spider-man 
And that's what we want. Kind of like with the first movie. That Michael Keaton's character had, like, powers and he had that, like, suit and He just stuff. has the suit, really. But he just wanted to, like, fuck shit up locally. Yeah. He's just... Yeah, that grounds it. Yeah, and so good. they need to just continue on with that. And that way, you're not constantly thinking, where's Hulk? Where's right. Thor? Yeah, I do think in future films, they will return to New York and just stay there. Yeah. Because that helps so. make it a bit more localized. I saw them in an interview, though. They were saying how, like, now that they've kind of committed to the home the home aspect right. of the title that each t- title is going to have the word home I don't know it. that it has to be a play on but that. But that's basically what they said right, in like okay. an interview. But it's not really like there's not going to be an outcry if they drop yeah, that. Yeah, it's very strange. I just feel like if they, because there's so many Spider-Man villains that are cool and they can bring in and they can just be you know, Electro is robbing banks in downtown Manhattan and yeah. Spider-Man has to stop him. That but, can be all the movie has to be about. It doesn't have to be this giant world-ending threat that he has to fought. The inside of this cushion, because there's a hole in it, it feels like I've put my fingers inside a person's like open wound. <laughs> I don't know what to say about it's that. It's so weird. I like it. You anyway... Got a- <laughs> This is what happens when I'm tired. Stop fingering that imaginary I'm like fingering the wound. fucking... It's a heart. It's in the shape of a heart as well. Yeah, that's true. It's like I'm fingering someone's... Ventricle. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I will say the... this as well. I really think Jakey G's performance in this film is very good. Because he has such a range of yeah, personas to go through. He's like superhero, nice guy, like helping Peter Parker. And then he's like... This but he's, maniac fucking... Yeah. But he gets progressively more unhinged does, as the film yeah, goes. He does, yeah, because at first it's kind of like, no, I'm just going to... But then by the end, he's like, where's my fucking... Whatever. I, I, I yeah, I really enjoyed <laughs> Jakey G in this film. I like his look. I like his costume. Yeah. I, I kind of said that it's... Go on, sorry, I just took the <laughs> Oh, you did? No, yeah, Wow, that's the first time that's ever happened. You should it. <laughs> You accept me for who I am. I'm broken and it's beautiful. Do you see the things that get put in my head by Samantha playing her fucking Spotify playlist? I like that song. I resent it. Broken and it's beautiful. I need to go to that broken and it's beautiful. facility that Arnold Schwarzenegger goes to in Total Recall. Oh. And get them to wipe some of my memories and insert me going to Mars. I'll insert something. Whoa. Get your ass to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. You didn't even try. Get your ass to Mars. Get your ass to Mars. You must get your ass get to your Mars. Get your ass to Mars. Okay, go ahead. Open your mind to me, Quaid. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> A triple-breasted whore. I'll pay cash for that. Anyway, yeah, I just thought JKG was really good in it. He has a lot to do. In a sense, he kind of carries, like, parts of the film. Mm. Like, when it's just him talking to his team, he's kind of doing all the heavy lifting in those scenes. I am kind of sad that it's clearly, like, a one-movie thing. Like, he's finally... Jake Gyllenhaal has finally entered, like, the fucking Marvel Universe. And and it's not an ongoing thing. I mean, they could pull some retcon bullshitty... His death was also an illusion. 
Yeah, but that would be so cheap, and it would it would really. Yeah. Be, I don't know. I wouldn't like that at all. It would be like a bit too much. I mean, he left video message, so it could be that he he's left more video messages. That's true. So you'd see him, but I, he wouldn't be a part of it. I did think that plot twist was very kind of... I didn't like when it. When you really think about it, he's dying, and his last act on Earth is to falsely incriminate spider-man but he was all about the revenge and Not, it wasn't and, about revenge it was about it control was. and like dominance. it was about revenge because tony stole his technology you forget that aspect N- no okay yes he's mad at tony stark but it's really he wants to be this kind of beloved figure who's poured the wall over everyone's eyes but it began because oh, it's man. revenge. Okay. And so because basically Spider-Man is like winning him and like, <laughs> I know you, look. Look. I know how to speak. Sure. But I speak my own way. And you accept it or you don't. Wait, what were the options again? Just get out. Oh. You're not worthy of me. Sure. Anyway, what was my point? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Something about winning. Oh, yeah, because Spider-Man is winning him. <laughs> <laughs> I doubled down. You did. Um, so he his final act of, like, revenge, because it's all about revenge, is doing the Spider-Man. But I didn't like it either. Like, cause did you I just don't... say doing Spider-Man? I don't know. His final act of revenge is doing <laughs> Spider-Man and showing him that... Is that what I just said? The prostate is a powerful human organ. Spider-Man is 16. Well, Tom Holland isn't. That's true. Tom Holland and Jakey G kissing. I could watch that. I'd like it. I'd on a it. loop on YouTube. I'd like it. Their interviews together are so Yeah, they have such I great... I watched quite a lot of them. ...off-screen chemistry together. I can just imagine them, like... I just want to... I would just love to watch several hours of them just hanging out. I was like, where is this going? I would love to watch... I'd love to watch them no. rubbing beards together. Rubbing dicks. I feel like Tom Holland could not grow a good beard. No, he's, like, said, like, there was, like, a joke where, like, he tried for, like, weeks to yeah. grow a moustache and there was, like, nothing there. A moustache. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a handlebar moustache in the next film. <laughs> what a new look for Peter Parker. So, yeah, but I don't like that that whole fucking video message and what it means for, like, the next Spider-Man. Yeah. I don't like that direction. Yeah, in a world where the Earth has almost been destroyed several times over and everyone is completely aware that there are superheroes and that they are the the first and best line of defense that we have and they're, like, revered. I really liked in this film the murals of Tony Stark that appeared oh, every so yeah. often. and they were, like, all over Europe. That was a nice touch. But the fact that in that universe where everyone's already completely conversant with the fact that superpowered people roam around and protect you the idea that his real identity being exposed is a big deal just just doesn't really yeah. compute it's not really about the identity though it's about the fact that he's blaming him for he's saying that it was all him yeah i guess it's like they're tied into yeah. each other because maybe they realize the identity thing on its own wouldn't be that like it wouldn't be that that believable as like that much of a scandal because it would really only affect him like negatively in terms of like the people closest to him 
like school would be weird and stuff. But like globally, people right. aren't going to be mad that he's Spider Man. It's just going to be like, oh, we know who he is now, and he's a kid. Like, I'd love to get you on my podcast, Peter yeah. Parker. Okay, so, so let's talk before. I think we should also talk about the future of the MCU. They're okay. like strange. The TV shows, and stuff mostly you mean? TV bound future. Oh, yeah. But before that, you woke me up earlier. I was taking a little nappy nap. A little nappy nap because you know I'm a little boy and I get tired halfway you through the day. You hadn't had your milk yet. Yeah. So you're like... <laughs> you woke me up and was ba- you told me like, there's me, movie news. There's there's breaking news and you breathlessly related to me this. Yeah. So I just read today. Yeah, so I just read today, that's what happened to my brain then, that I guess because Sony actually owns Spider-Man, not Marvel, but that they have been in a partnership in order for Spider-Man to be in the Marvel Universe. And that for the next, I guess, Kevin, I don't know how to say it, Feige? Feige, Feige, I think it is, yeah. He's the one who, like, works for Marvel and has been, like, spearheading all the movies, all the Marvel movies. And I saw that he is out. He's not going to be doing the next two movies. Tom Holland and the guy who directed them are still supposed to be doing them. But that it's no longer going to be in the Marvel Universe. It's just going to be Sony. And that's because I think Marvel... I didn't really understand it, to be honest. I think it's because I I don't really know the history. But I think it's a case of... They have to renegotiate their next step. And I think Marvel are basically saying, let's do it 50-50 money-wise rather than, I'm guessing Sony was getting more. Sony slash Disney was getting more. And I saw that it was like so insulting to Sony that Sony just said no and stopped negotiating. And so now the deals are all off. This is mind-boggling is, to me. Because I read as well that Far From Home did the most for, like, it's like Disney's, like, record-breaking movie kind of thing. Yeah. And you'd think they would do whatever it takes to keep the relationship because you can't deny that the lo- a largest part of why this particular Spider-Man has been so successful is because it's within, it's all intertwined within the Marvel Universe. And that the Tony Stark element and him obviously being introduced in the Avengers is a massive part of it. And you take that away. I saw that you not even able to mention Tony Stark. Yeah, of course. You can't mention anything. No. So, which doesn't make that I don't understand how there's a tenable path forward. Yeah, you basically you'd have to reboot the the whole Spider-Man yeah. universe. Yeah, and I think also, be, and there were jokes, just fucking jokes, saying that like, where are they going to go from here? They're just going to like kill Uncle Ben again. Yeah, and so then it was just like trending about like Uncle Ben dying for the hundred and fiftieth time. Because you're right, it's like they're not going to be able to use any of the Marvel characters. I don't just mean any of the Avengers. I mean any of the ones they might have thought about using. They can't. So it's like, what have they got left to do? I just can't see how I'm they're going to do it. Because it's still trending now. Yeah. And this was like half a day ago. And usually that stuff is like cleared and it's new stuff. It's all still trending now. Tony Stark, Iron Man, Tom Holland, Save Spider-Man. It's all still trending. So... 
Hashtag free Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm hoping that the backlash will cause further negotiations and it will get fixed because I realised reading it, I'm like bummed. Like, I'd be sad for Tom Holland because he, like, obviously has, like, a relationship with all these people and loves being in the Marvel Universe. And that's, like, the big thing. Right. No one's going around saying, yeah, I'm in the fucking Sony universe. <laughs> like, it's, it's I'm in the Marvel universe. Yeah. I have a relationship with these people. It would be weird. And also, I realize how much I like this iterate. Wasn't that, like, bothered about? I haven't even seen all of the other Spider-Man movies. I think I've only seen, like, the first one with, the, with each. You know, it's funny. I watched this sequel. I couldn't remember whether this was actually true or whether I just had a fever dream about this because it seems so bizarre. Obviously, the Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Mans only had two films. Mm. And at the second of the... Uh, at the end of the second film, they introduce Rhino, who's like a famous Spider-Man villain. Oh, that's Paul Giamatti. And it's Paul right? Giamatti, yeah. of all people, playing like a Russian criminal. And he's... So you, he's you show... You're showing him in this giant uh, mechanical rhino suit and he's like fucking up cop cars and blah, blah, blah. And he can, he's bulletproof and whatnot. And it, it ends on a, basically like a, you could almost say like a cliffhanger. Spider-Man like starts to battle him and then it cuts the the credits, which is just a bizarre way for that to end because then there wasn't a, another film. Mm. That was so strange to me. I couldn't believe Paul Giamatti. Yeah, I didn't see that one. What? So unusual casting he's like been in a lot of different shit yeah it's true he's a very good i mean we enjoy paul giamatti a lot don't get me wrong but i don't know if he's right for that anyway i'm sure it works yeah it just makes you think of that like you you start setting stuff up and then something behind the scenes happens and it completely pulls the plug yeah it really booked me that like these marvel movies have become so huge <clears throat> that they're ingrained. It's like they are now forever. Like the Tobey Maguire ones and stuff, that was like we tried, it's faded. <laughs> That's been consigned to the dustbin of history. Yeah, whereas like these Marvel movies are now a part of pop culture. Yeah. And forevermore. To think, and they're so huge. Yeah. To think that like it's gonna kind of get ruined because some business deal kind of went a bit. It makes so much money that yeah. I can't fathom why they can't make it work. This is gonna if they do end up sticking with this, and I like like you said, I think there will be a reversal. The fan outcry. I feel like people will boycott the next Spider-Man yeah. film. And I feel like people who are not aware of this inside baseball, behind-the-scenes bullshit, this fucking business shenanigans, are going to go to the third Spider-Man movie and be I'm like, confused. where's Ev- Where's Tony Stark mentions? Where's S.H.I.E.L.D.? Where's Nick yeah. Fury? Where's, like, these people that I've, like, known for 21 movies Who now? Who are these characters I've never heard of? Yeah. Because you can't, you can't use any Why has that person been recast? Like, yeah. This backstory doesn't make any sense. It's just going to be shit. And I don't I think they... I feel like there will be a an about face. I hope so. And they will just kind of pretend this like, never happened. From what I gather, Marvel want more because they deserve more and they should be shouldering the same amount of whatever. Whereas on like Sony's Disney and they I like, don't think Sony and Disney are the same thing. You keep saying that. It is. It's Sony and Disney that like... Disney owns Marvel. 
No, I think it's Disney that owns Sony. No. I don't oh, think okay. so. Disney well, owns okay. Marvel Let's and Star Wars. Let's just say Sony then because yeah. I'm confused about the Disney aspect. Like I said, it was a bit confusing. There's so many aspects to, to this. The Sony thing. And so from what I gather, Sony are basically saying, no, we're not going to do that. Because, and so in my mind, it's like you're arguing over like, it made more than a billion. I like how you pointed to your brain when you said in my mind, <laughs> like I was confused. <laughs> It's like, what are you arguing over? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're still all going to make absolute millions. Yeah. Are the, you're going to regret this decision. Some greedy dipshit behind yeah. the scene pushing for 49.6% rather than 49.1%. Yes. Are you really going to doom this like cultural juggernaut that is making money hand over fist? That's what really bugs me. We were joking, though, that now Tom Hardy, his Venom could be part of the Spider-Man oh, films. yeah. That could be an interesting team-up movie. Do I want that, though? Is Venom meant to be some kind of extension of, like, Spider-Man? Is it something to do with Spider-Man? Yeah, he's in the, he's a Spider-Man villain. Oh, uh, okay. I don't think But I obviously mean. in these films, he's good. I think he's always kind of been a weird, like, anti-hero kind of... He has, like, good parts, and then he also has these, like, monstrous evil parts. Uh. But in the Tom Hardy portrayal, he's basically a good guy who crosses the line sometimes yeah so it's a bit it's a little bit non-traditional okay. let's go on to the like tv shows and stuff aka a poo poo platter a who's who you... of who <laughs> you really don't oh yeah it is disney yeah you don't really don't care i find this lineup of any... potential tv shows to be baffling okay. i can't believe they think people are going to care about some of these perspective team-ups i think they will i mean you know what i think with all these new streaming things people are gonna sign up initially because they're curious but they're gonna drop off it's not gonna be like a netflix i think that was like a special case but yeah and the fact that you have to sign up to a new streaming service i feel like people are so fatigued on signing up to a 9.99 month new service I'm already on Spotify yeah. and Netflix and Hulu and HBO Now. Also, I saw or that... Or HBO Go or whatever it's called. I saw that the Disney thing is not, like, worldwide straight away. It's, like, America, Canada, Netherlands, Australia. Right. And then it's going to take two years to roll out to everywhere. So if you're in the UK, you can find it on this special channel called uTorrent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think piracy is going to tick up because with all the streaming services and things getting pulled from Netflix yeah. because everyone and their fucking grandma's got a streaming service, people are just going to start downloading again. Sure. My yeah. grandma's always talking to me about Iron Fist. Yeah, exactly. She's a big fan. Yeah. She says, when the Defenders came together, that was like a special moment for me. <laughs> and I say, Granny, get some fucking taste. Granny. Most of the, def- half of the Defenders are, are shitty. Yeah, B-rate. Who cares? Daredevil's really the only good one. Daredevil and Jessica Jones are okay, I Jessica guess. Jessica Jones is kind of shit. But All Luke Cage is, is like... just... I, I have no time. And I don't even get me started on the fucking Iron Fist guy. Yeah, it's pretty That's dull. like a bad parody of yeah, like a Marvel is. t-shirt. It TV came show. at such the wrong time as well. This like rich white guy wanting to like... Save the world. Yeah. With, just... his, kung, with his like... With his kung fu. Like, <laughs> Eastern kung fu. No one wants that bullshit. So yeah... Okay, so let's just knock them out quickly. The ones I remember are Vision. it's called, I think. I like Wanda, I like Vision, I will watch that one. How is that going to work, though? 
Yes, that's what I mean. I don't know. Will it be some kind of, you know, when they went off together and we see them in Scotland? Is it going to be that? Is it going to be a TV show about that? But like, if it's a pre, if it's that kind of like prequely, like in the middle of the timeline, are you really going to care? Or is it going to be one division from an alternate? I they, I don't think they would do an alternate universe. Yeah, so I don't know. I heard someone on a podcast, and I thought this was a clever idea. I don't know if they're going to do this. Basically, saying because you know that Scarlet Witch is like one of the most powerful characters mm. in like. Apparently, she's, like, on the level of Thanos, really. Oh. And Thanos, I, I didn't mention this earlier, but when I was looking up, Thanos is, like, one of the most powerful characters in the Marvel Universe, period. Yeah. The only people who have beat him are, like, Thor in the comics loses to him. He has The only person who beats him is Thor's father, Odin. Oh, yeah, you were telling me this. Yeah. Odin is actually, like, hot shit, but, yeah. like, in the movies, you don't In the movies, he's, like, a decrepit old man who yeah. just, like dispense his wisdom to you played by matt damon wow wow look at you (laughs) but yeah in the comics there's like it was weird getting into this as an outsider because it's such nerdy like minutiae but there's like tiers of like ultra powerful beings and one of the tiers is like the sky father or the all father or something like that and that's odin and basically he can wreck your shit (laughs) <laughs> and he beats the fuck out of Thanos in the comics. Right. But anyway, yeah. Scarlet. So because Scarlet Witch is so powerful, the person on this podcast I was listening to was basically saying maybe she makes her like own fake mini reality where her and Vision are together. Because oh. she's like grieving and she's trying to like delude herself into thinking he's still so alive. So maybe Vision's not full time in it. It's maybe maybe it's about, it'll be like an unreliable yeah. narrator kind of like grief narrative. Either way, I'm gonna watch it. I like Elizabeth Olsen. Okay. I like Wanda. I like Vision. Okay, let's move on to the next I, one. Let me just say, I am not gonna watch it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next one. Um, Winter Soldier and Falcon, or whatever it's okay. called. That's a I no w- for me, dog. I. I I'm intrigued, <laughs> kind of because I don't know how they're going to deal with him being Captain America. Yeah. And also, I don't like Bucky in terms of, like, I didn't really like the Winter Soldier movie that much, but I do like him post, like, bad guy. Right. Um. So I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued, so we'll see. Um, Do you know that the Bucky and Captain America, like, ship is, like, a huge thing yeah, online? Yeah, There's, like, Tumblr fan art of them kissing I with their shirts off. S- I saw that some a section of, like, fans really thought that Captain America's story was gonna end with him, like, professing his love to Bucky. <laughs> like, I don't understand. I love this naive optimism. Yeah. If we're gonna make any character gay, it's gonna be fucking straight-laced Mr. America. It's because they promised a, a LGBTQ Yeah, but character. they're gonna make some minor character yeah, yeah. like slightly bisexual. I think the um Valkyries LGBT. Right. And also what what's in my head? Talking of slight characters. I think they were trying to also say that Captain Marvel is gay. I think she's going to come out, but I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, what other TV shows are there? Oh, don't give a fucking hot shit about Hawkeye. <laughs> Not okay. I was saying this to you. <laughs> I really liked it Endgame, and I they don't even mention this, but apparently he becomes a new character or go, in the comics that he becomes a new character called Ronin, 
and that's who he is when he's in Japan with like the badass haircut and a samurai sword fighting Yakuza. I really like, and he's got that cool sleeve tattoo with like Mm. a samurai on it. I, or Shogun or whatever. I really like this new kind of even more surly badass version of him. Well, you also love like Tokyo porn. Yes. So I feel like you... If this TV show is him in Tokyo just fucking up the, the Japanese mob, that could be awesome. If that's the case and you want to watch it, I'd watch it with you, but it's not something I'd choose to like yeah. watch on my own. You know, something about the bookie... Um, like, how are they going to... Because Captain America's still alive. So how are they going to never see him? Like, I well, feel like there's... he's like 90 or whatever. Yeah, but he can still talk. I feel like there's going to be scenes where it'd be... In reality, they'd clearly be like, let's go and ask Steve what he thinks about this. Cause oh, he's, yeah, I see what you mean. Is he going to cameo in it? I doubt it. He's, I don't think... No, he's not. Chris Evans is going to do a cameo it. on a TV show. I just feel like it's going to be very much like the pink elephant in the room that... You have to, like, suspend your disbelief an extra layer of... They would clearly be, like, looping him into their plans and asking him his advice yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And ha- maybe even having him train um, the next Captain America because he has done it for so long. Yeah, ideally that type of thing, but he's not going to be in yeah, it. So not. I know what you mean. It's going to be, like, strange. I was just looking up, like, which shows, because I now can't remember any of the right. other shows, and I wanted to... Um. Okay, so I'm reading about it now because obviously I forgot. Loki. Tom Hiddleston, Loki fucking show all just about him. <sighs> See, this is weird because are they going to use the Loki that's in one of the alternate timelines? Yeah, like is it the Loki that stole the Tesseract from yeah. when they go back in Endgame? Because at that point, if we start dipping into the old. Yeah. If we start dipping into the alternate timelines, this is the reason why I've never been interested in comics. Because you just hear this whole, like, there's no real stakes. Characters die, and then they reset the universe, or they they do some crazy kind of, like, alternate timeline, or going back in time, mm. or, like, and someone else takes the mantle. Or There's, like, always a reason why any big, profound, like, significant game-changing event just gets wiped out when it as soon as it becomes convenient and there's like a million different continuities and like all these alternate dimensions that's why actually what i kind of groaned in the cinema when mysterio is like i'm from earth 616 and this is earth yeah 249 but obviously that like yeah that ends up not being true and that was funny when peter's like multiverse yeah and he starts going into like how does this affect the big bang and this the singularity or whatever and they're looking at him like Um, i realize now they're looking at him like that because they're cree and they have no fucking idea sure um but yeah i just uh, that worries me if they start going into this alternate timeline because also it's going to be weird having a loki show and thor doesn't ever show up yeah but maybe he will because chris hemsworth is still in the universe how weird was it in endgame when they meet up with the ancient one from dr strange tilda swinton mm. that was that like so weird i think it was cool cameo. i didn't think they were ever going to bring that character back yeah i thought it was cool but there that whole scene with um hulk 
that actually blasts him out of, yeah. out of the body and stuff. That's really cool, actually. And then when she realizes that, like, there's so much packed into that film. Yeah, there like, is. Like they really like delve into every crevice of the films that have come before. Yeah. Okay, so I also saw a little bit about Hawkeye. It says there's also a mini series about Hawkeye, which will be a jumping off point for star Jeremy Renner to hand the role off to his character's protege, Kate Bishop. Oh, okay. I don't know who that, that is. Doesn't or interest what that doesn't interest me. Means. Yeah. Um, oh, also, we don't need you to hand the. It's not like so important that we have a bow and arrow guy in our I, team I, that I you know. have to like pass down these skills to the next generation. Yeah. We can do without you, Hawkeye. If push comes to shove. We kind of have, like, a female Superman, so we'll be all right. In terms of movies, not to get too in-depth, this is what I'm excited about. Okay. Black Panther. They have got loads to do because they've only had one movie so far, so they could do loads of different shit. I'm excited about it. I really love the Black Panther movie Um, and the world that they're in. Um... I don't know how excited I am about Thor and the Guardians. I don't know if that will actually be a thing because obviously the next Thor is Lady Thor. <laughs> what What is this? I'm going to rephrase that. The next Thor is um, Natalie Portman, the female Thor. Oh, yeah, you told me about yeah. this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... I do like that it's the same director, though. Yes. And if they keep that Ragnarok vibe where it's, like, lighthearted and irreverent and kind of, like, strangely meta in a way. Yeah. And just, like, funny. I And it's, like, messing with all the conventions and just, like, going crazy balls out with, like, what yeah. happens in it. Like, let's do some crazy shit that's fun to watch. If they keep that ethos for the next four film, I will be... Mm. Although now that you tell me about this whole Natalie Portman. I'm really Portman. not like a fan of Natalie Portman. Also, Natalie, what is Natalie Portman doing? Like, she's been out of the MCU for whatever, 10 years, and now she gets to come back and just take over one of the yeah. main roles. I'm really not like, I don't rate her that much. Because they know clearly why. use stock footage of her in Endgame where you see her for like one second. No, she's in it. That's they, why she was. Do they refilm new scenes? Yeah, she was in it. I find that hard to believe. No, that's why she was like at the premiere. She was in it. That's bizarre then. I mean, I guess maybe they dangled the carrot of like, you're going to... Yeah. Do- yeah. I thought they just used like unused That's why they B-roll. were all about like all those cameos. Tilda Swinton, Natalie Portman. They were like... Yeah, but Natalie Portman was literally, you see her going down yeah, the hallway for two seconds. you don't even have like a proper scene with her. I don't... How is she... I don't understand how she's taken over for Thor. Like, I don't know if she's taking over. Thor is not going anywhere. They're just introducing a female Thor. Do you, you realize you just contradicted yourself in the span of a single sentence? No. So there's going to be two Thors? Two, yes. What? I don't know. That doesn't I make any sense. Know. I don't know. That with, There isn't any more information, so I don't know. Okay. Natalie Portman's not an Asgardian. She's just like a human. She's like a scientist, like a human yeah. scientist. But there is no Asgard now, remember? Yeah, but there's still the race of Asgardian, yeah. like, semi-gods. So, in terms of, like, Thor and the whole Guardians of the Galaxy thing, I don't know if that means that, like, he's also going to appear in the Guardians movies. I don't know. I did enjoy the few scenes he had with... That Chris Pratt scene where he's like, we know that I'm the boss, right? 
if... No, of course, you're the boss. And then he's like, yeah, but you're still looking at me like <laughs> you think. If he is in them, I will watch them. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll watch them anyway, but I'll be more excited if he's in them. Right. And then what else is there? Doctor Strange 2. Doctor Strange. I really like Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange. Yeah. He has like a straight, he has a really strange kind of presence. Mm. Like he's so formal and stiff, but it like strangely comes across in like a cool way. Yeah. And all that kind of like mystical dark art stuff where he's doing like cool kind of magical circles in the air. That scene where he's fighting Thanos on, um, they're on his Thanos' planet, Titan or whatever, and he's doing kind of like all that create. Like at one point, that he has like multiple arms, like oh, uh, yeah. what is it, Vishnu, like the many-armed god. Yeah, it, they're just like cool. I really like that visual style, and I like the first Doctor Strange. So I think I could get down for a sequel. Who else is that? Black Widow her movie. No, no, thank you. You're not gonna watch it. No, no. no. I will watch it. No, no. I will watch it. Let's talk about the... And then who else is there? What is, what is this new film called? The Eternals? Oh, yeah. I know nothing about this except yeah. for who's been cast. I, so it's Angelina Jolie and Kumail, Kumail. Nanjani. Brian Henry, Tyree Henry. I feel I, bad for not knowing I don't him. know who that is. The guy from Atlanta. Oh, I like him in Atlanta. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's that's an interesting. I don't really know who else is. What a strange cast! But that could. Be, the only thing I've heard about it is basically that it's about a race of like, they're like like I was talking about earlier, the like super highest tier of beings in the Marvel universe. Apparently, this is like somewhere in that mix. I said that, and you said no. I whatever. I don't know. I'm not a comic book fan. Take this all with a grain of salt. I might be completely wrong. But apparently that their storyline in the comics is set over, like because they're, like, immortal, is set over, like, millions of years. So it's not, like, on Earth? No, I don't think so. Yeah. And that idea that it might just be, like, in the MC <sighs> universe, but then, like, doesn't intersect with any of the actual events, I it kind of seems a bit lame. That. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about Angelina Jolie. She's so... She's one of those that, like, is very overrated. Because okay. she has this, like, mystique about her. Sure. And this, she's so famous that no matter what she does, it almost seems like a caricature of itself okay i kind like, of get a little bit what you mean it's kind of like you can't take it seriously because it's angelina jolie yeah it is she's she's like one of those tom cruises where every film they're yeah. in it's mostly it's just, just like oh look at tom cruise doing this we know tom cruise fucking strapped himself yeah. to the side of an airplane like it's just kind of like it's hard to separate their like yes. real life mega stardom from whatever film yeah. they're doing i also do think at this point she is overrated okay there are movies i don't hear people the... talking about her that much to be honest well that's because you don't like delve into the trash <laughs> that's true i'm not a, i'm not a trash delver am i a little rocket raccoon yeah a little trash panda yeah. so yeah yeah i don't know. i don't care well, to talk about I, this I, anymore i mean it's... very interested to see the first trailer for that yeah because they haven't even made it yet though so i i'm very interested to see what because i've got no 
reference point for what that film is about or what it's like. I like how about two hours ago you said if you don't want to hear any spoilers for Endgame Spider-Man, <laughs> come back in 20 minutes. Come yeah. back like it's a fucking streaming, like live. Like you can't just skip. Sure, yeah. You, to be honest, uh, don't know what to tell you. We have no limits. No. Yeah. Well, you can. I always put the timestamps. Well, I sometimes do anyway. I might. It depends how lazy I am. But I sometimes put the timestamps in the podcast like description. Yeah. Have we just talked about Endgame the whole movie? We've like talked in- about th- this episode is mostly going to be about the Marvel universe because we've never addressed them before. No, and it's because like, you're always worried about spoilers, which I yeah. understand. But like at this point, it's like I may put spoiler cast in the yeah. podcast description. Yeah. Spoiler cast. Yeah. What's that? Like a podcast where it's like spoiling the movie. Oh, okay. Spoiler. Oh, okay. I was like, is this... It's not really that, like, I complex get it. of a Fuck portmanteau. You, I get it. Okay. Should we... Is there anything left that we haven't... We haven't... No, I can't talk about Spider-Man <laughs> and fucking... There's nothing left to say about When that. are we going to get a fucking gay character? I know. I can't believe I can't we waited believe... this long. What are they worried about? Like Offending the... middle America. No, but I mean like... Trump voters. But it's made over a billion worldwide. Yeah. The only audience is not America. Right. Like they're still going to push like really fucking high numbers. And despite people like moaning about it, I think half of those people moaning about it would still go. So, also, I guarantee the first one that they show so will be a woman. Yes. It will be a female-female relationship yeah. because that's more palatable. Because men get more butthurt about it. <laughs> I don't want my son to be gay or whatever. Yeah. It's like, fuck you. Because I feel like no one will really complain if there's like a lesbian kiss scene. But nah. if like, you know, Bucky kisses, I don't know, Rhodes. What was his name? Rhodey? No, Falcon. No, but I'm saying, like, I'm just pulling a random character. Oh, yeah, Rhodey. Yeah. What's Rhodey's name? His name is something Rhodes, I think. Oh, okay. But if, if, like, say they kiss, I feel like there would be all those kind of, like, conservative Christians, would would they... But again, the number... They would object, basically. They'd be like a fucking... But the numbers are so hard. It's like... They'd pick it the fucking film premiere. Yeah, that's insane. I don't know. Anyway. um, Okay, let's move on. Okay. (laughs) I just we're not gonna get to either of the topics we were gonna talk about on this episode because we just ended up talking about this for so yeah, long. Yeah, we did. But so I want to. Talk- we'll, yeah, I know you got one more Go thing on. to talk about. So we'll talk about those two actual topics on the next episode. Yeah. I feel like I've said that many times. We in the always past. say shit like that. There's an overflow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to just mention like talk because we're talking about stuff that I've been watching. Um, I found, like, a new obsession. Oh, Samantha's got a new... I do have a full-on obsession. <laughs> like a like, raging, throbbing I'm in the kind of, like... of a fucking <laughs> just mental break. I'm trying to <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay. Okay. So I remember a while ago, like... I don't know, last year even, seeing a trailer for a new show called A Discovery of Witches. And I remember in the trailer, like, not really thinking much of it, seeing that it was, like, vampires and witches or whatever, and thinking, oh. But then, like, it it was clear that it's, like, a Sky One show, which <laughs> I don't really have know how to translate that to America. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the equivalent is. But it, it wasn't, like, super high budget and... 
yeah, so I was just a little bit like, mm, this is, it looks fine, whatever. And then I forgot about it. And then I think my mum told me to watch it, like, not that long ago. And again, I was still like, oh, not really remembering. And then a couple of weeks ago, I was really stuck for, like, a new show to get my teeth into. Nothing, I was kind of depressed and, like, you know, when just nothing, like, you can't occupy yourself with anything. Nothing interests you, you don't want to do anything. So I was like, okay. I want to try this show. I'm no. just sitting next to you like chopped liver that day. <laughs> nothing interests you. Nothing's like cool or like funny you, or interesting to converse with. You know that you're my number one go-to, but you were busy. So <sighs> so I decided to watch a Discovery of Witches totally thinking that like, yeah, it's just going to be this show. I get immediately hooked. From the f- very first episode, I'm like, fuck yes. Give it to me in my mouth. Like, yeah. But they're only eight episodes, and they're only, like, 40 minutes long, and I'm like, what is this? 2001? Like, come on. <laughs> We're always we talking the- about how, how when you fall in love with a new show, you desperately hope that it's one of those 22-episode seasons. Or, a li- or it's, like, 13 episodes, but they're an hour long. Yeah. But this, yeah, so it just, when I knew that, I was like, oh, I love it so much already, but there's only eight episodes. Yeah, anyway. So then I see that it's based on a book. Because I obviously didn't know anything about it going in. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, shall I read the book? Shall, hmm. I, shall I not? It is based on a book. It's not YA, though. I think at first I may have thought that it was, even though the characters clearly aren't, like, young. <laughs> they don't have to be young in YA. I think they do. <laughs> Isn't, like, all YA, like surrounding like some 17 year old like right. i'm pretty sure that that's it not is. young no but they're in the 30s and they're in the 30s right okay so you know what i meant by that i've never read any ya so i don't know yeah not that i'm like oh i can't read ya i just like wasn't like in the mood but then i read up about like what the book was about and <clears throat> the books are by like this this woman who was like a historian and she like published work and like was very kind of successful. like she's actually a you know like she's doing like peer reviewed articles yeah, yeah. And... she like publishes and she like worked at like a university oh, wow. and stuff and she kind of like wrote these as kind of like an experiment in response to like all the vampire stuff okay um and that like rooted it in if this was really real, how could it be real? Yeah. And really tried to... Exp- because, like, when you think about, like, Stephanie Meyer's vampires, it's totally, like, insane. Yeah. They're, like, frozen and they're, like, made out of, like, steel or whatever. Depending like, on the director. Depending on the director, yeah. Sometimes they're made out of, like, diamonds. Yeah. And, and then also they end up having kids and it's, like, that's yeah. totally unreal. So I guess they she, she tries to root it in, like, as much... Of reality as okay. possible and obviously there's not just vampires there's vampires witches and demons and are there mummies <laughs> i always ask this i'm looking forward to a sexy mummy in he one of these always films does this you know i'm gonna you... write you a sexy mummy story wow about that. you know when you slowly unwrap the rotting bandages <laughs> and there's just like half a penis and hanging off d- <laughs> and then you just push them 
And you think they're going to like swivel away and unravel, but they just <laughs> crumble to the ground. And then you snort the dust, and that's the most romantic thing I've ever read. It would be. It'd be like... You're inside me now. Yeah. Steady. Also, why are the like, mummy bandages always white? I don't think they are. I think they are just in like cartoons. Yeah. Anyway. You'd think they would have discoloured over the ages. You're derailing me. Do you have any interest in watching The Mummy? With, no, you know, I really don't like those movies. <laughs> you know that that was that was them trying to start a new cinematic universe. Yeah, and it just completely Didn't like, they have, like fell two flat. Movies? Did they have more than one? Yeah, I thought that was the first one. I think there's like Mummy and Mummy Two now. No, there's just one. But they were planning to do like a whole like Frankenstein and Wolfman. Like they were like a grounded like grittier version of that. And but then Mummy the, isn't grounded and gritty. It's fe- like it's more. Like, for example, The Mummy with, like, Brendan Fraser is, like, this pulpy kind of, like, slightly light-hearted. It's almost like an action comedy in some ways. Whereas the the Tom Cruise one, I haven't seen it, but just from the trailer, it looks more like a serious kind of, like, action film. Anyway, I have no idea. Derailing me. But anyway, my point is that they were trying to make a cinematic universe. And they failed. And no one wanted it. No one does want it. Where's Tom Cruise going to be in the MCU? Never. Sometimes. Because he needs to be the biggest fish. That's that's probably true, yeah. Um, Is that why The Rock hasn't been in there? Yes, probably. Because, yeah, of course. Rock needs to be like, it's The Rock's movie. Tom Cruise needs to be, it's Tom Cruise's movie. But that's not going to happen. Anyway, so, yeah. So I was just really fucking obsessed with this whole thing. I got deep into it, man. So I watch the TV show. I'm like fucking hooked. I read the first book. It's quite a long book as well. It's like 600 pages or something. And yeah, it was so good. I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. Made me cry several times. Sure. You are an easy crier though, let's be honest. Well, I am and I'm not. like. You're a bit of a cry slut, if we're being honest. It's harder to get me to cry when I'm reading. Because I feel okay, like movies and TV, they they stimulating you so much, the tears come quicker. Whereas okay. like reading, you have to do a lot of the work. Right, that's true. And so tears don't come quite as easy. Also, tears come, but then they don't fall. It really has to be something to like push you over. They the get edge. like recycled back into your eye. It's like a your eyeball is kind of like a Brita filter. Like, moisture, like, falls on it, and then it kind of filters back through and it becomes new again. I'm going to just let you... Let you get it all out. <laughs> like a little baby. Just, like... just let him tire himself out, and yeah. then we can put him to bed. Let me tell my fucking discovery of witches Okay, I thing. feel like I have been. Um, I'm just playing with you. I'm afraid and scared and broken. You're broken? I'm broken and it's beautiful. I'm broken and it's beautiful. I've now sang two songs twice, yeah. and I don't even and like either of them. And you said that twice as well. Wow, it's getting like infinite <laughs> recursion. So now I have the books. I bought the books. There's three books in the series. And then there's like an extra book, which I guess is kind of a part of the series, but is told from a different perspective. It's like the midnight sun of this world. Not really. It's a deep pull. Not really. So is it like the life and death of... Mildred Smith or whatever. <laughs> no. A little bit though. No. Okay, go on. So anyway, my point is I have the books now. So of course I wanna like rush ahead and be like, I'm gonna read book two and book three. 
But I realized this is like a pattern for me. When I first like found out about Twilight, it was because I watched the first movie. I like how you paused as I was trying to quietly take the <laughs> lid off my water bottle. That was when you decided to take a pregnant pause. <laughs> So people could hear the metal scraping on metal. So I watched the movie, got obsessed, and then read all the books. And then, of course, had to wait like four years for the rest of the movies to come out. And I realized that like once you've read the book and then you try to watch the movie or the TV show, all you're doing is anticipating what they're going to choose to put in. Because they're obviously not going to put everything in. Sure. And I already know from season one, because it's like one season per book, I already know from season one of A Discovery of Witches that they've changed some stuff. Sure. And they've obviously had to take like quite a few things out because the show is so short. So I feel like reading the book is going to change the experience of the TV show. Whereas if I watch the TV show first and then read the book, the book won't be affected. Sure. Does that make sense? So now I just have to hold out because they're still filming and I think they've only just began filming. And so like British fucking TV tends to do often, you don't get it yearly. You get it like every two years or every three years. So I think we're not going to get it till next year. That's the Luther conundrum. Yes, or the will. Sherlock fucking yeah. conundrum. When you get too big for your britches yeah. and you can't come back to the show that made you. The thing is, when the show aired, the show had only just started airing and it got it got renewed for season two and three. It was one of those things where it's still airing and it gets renewed straight away. Yeah. So it's like, why have they ta- like, taken so long? But then I realized the main woman was pregnant. So I guess they were waiting for her to have the baby. So that obviously, like, has changed things. So now I need to just... I'm also, like, can't even go into, like, fan fiction because I don't want to get spoiled for book two and three. So I'm just kind of here, floating around. In the no man's land between the limbo. I only just discovered this like three weeks ago and I've watched the TV show three times now. Jesus Christ. It's only eight episodes long. Oh, it okay. Takes then me like then a day. it's fine. <laughs> I know, but it takes me like a day to watch sure. them. And I read the book. I think I'm going to read the first book again because like kind of watching like a really good movie, you're just like excited to see what happens. So you're not necessarily taking it all in properly. And so I feel like having a read of the first book again would be good. But that's only going to take me, like, a couple of days. Jesus Christ. It's not a small book either, so you really, like, inhale things when you get obsessed. I do. I do not get this thing of watching... Like, you watch the TV show and then liked it so much that you read the book. I do cannot relate to that whatsoever. But then the fact that you have watched the TV show three times and read the book... And you're planning to then read the same first yeah. book again? That's like incomprehensible to me. I do rewatch stuff. I'm a rewatcher, but I don't normally rewatch. I don't even think I did the Twilight this quickly. Like when I first right. watched the movie, I don't think I rewatched it like the next day. Whereas like this was very much like 
I finished episode eight and then either later on or the next day I put episode one on. Do you remember? And you were like, sure. are you rewatching it? And I was like. You were like, caught in a loop. I was like, yeah. A loop of love. It's just, I think it depends on what it is as well. This is highly rewatchable. Yeah. And I do worry about getting desensitized to things because I obviously want them to last forever. Like I want <laughs> to be able to come back and rewatch right, sure. it later. But I was so in need of a new obsession and I was so obsessed that it was totally fine for me to. And then, of course, like yesterday or the day before, I was like, mm, I'll just put episode one on and then proceeded to watch That's how all they get you. eight episodes. It's because I was waiting for the books. Do you remember? I was like, I'm waiting for the books to come. That's how you fall off the wagon. Yeah. I think, I've told you this, I think you should just read book two and three. Like... I Why are you going to make I yourself can. wait when you have the books right now? I just feel... The thing is as well, I have been spoiled a little bit on right. some of the things that happen. I know that one of the characters dies and I know that she gets pregnant and has babies, which annoys me because why do they always do it? Sure. Especially in like vampire stuff. It's like, that's not what we're here for. You're not here for. I'm not here for married to babies. Morning sickness. Yeah. What were you gonna say? Yeah, I just feel like I don't think you should deprive yourself. Like, why wait two years when you can just start reading the second and third book now? Yeah. And I think you will break down at some point and just read. I them. think I will because because they're just right there on the shelf, whereas you it, have to just wait for the next yeah. season. Because even if in like a month or two they say the the like. Um, release date for season two is like January. Earliest it possibly could be is like the beginning yeah. of next year. That's still like five months away or whatever. Sure. That's an eternity. So I don't know like... When you're fangirling yeah. out. Okay, so tell me what you like about the show. I like the romance. Sure. I, I think I used to like not acknowledge that i definitely am into vampires i think it was more like just a coincidence that several things i've liked but actually i'm really thinking about it now and it's like buffet and angel that was vampires yeah and then the, <laughs> va- really? the vampire diaries sure. twilight and now this i think i have to admit that i'm definitely very turned on by the vampire I, okay and it's a bold admission yeah i just really like there is obviously a twilight element to the like not element there's like some of it is like twilighty i'm holding my tongue about this but you can't i feel like if you're doing a vampire thing you're obviously gonna like overlap a little bit depending on you don't have to follow the tired old tropes, though. No, but they don't. In terms of, like... Remember I said, because it's, like, rooted in, like, what if it was really real? Yeah. Like, the vampires in this, they obviously have, like, super strength or whatever. Um, they can go out in the sun. The right. sun doesn't bother them. They don't really sleep. Like, they can sleep, but they don't really. Um Okay. Um, what else is it? What can I think of it? I don't think they explicitly say so far how to kill a vampire in these ones. It's not It's not like Buffy where you stake them or whatever. Right. Um, I think it's a case of like, 
decapitation and like fire or whatever, sure. which is very Twilight esque. Um, crosses <laughs> and things on a bother. Right. Buffy was very like stick to the rule. Like garlic yeah. and holy water was a problem, kind of thing. Um, whereas with the Vampire Diaries and Twilight, things really got kind of turned on the head. Oh. And cooler aspects is like when they drink a person's blood, they can like take their, me- they can see their memories and stuff, sure. which is a cool aspect of it. Sure. Um, yeah, I can't think of any, any other. But there's also other like the main, the main woman in it. She's a witch. Okay. And of course, she's like the most powerful witch that's ever been known. <laughs> so she, you know. So there's like all elements, like there's the crazy weird things like witch water where she like makes it rain and like witch fire or whatever. I'm sensing a trend. Yeah. Um, Is she Merlina, the most powerful (laughs) witch of all time? Yeah. So, and it's set in like Oxford. Right. What's the style of the show? It's in terms of what? Like what kind of, what's the feel of the show? Is it like serious and kind of like melodramatic it is serious but you can tell that like it really like walks the line well of like not taking itself so seriously that you can't take it serious okay that makes sense um but it also doesn't like make fun of itself okay um is it dark does it get into like fucked up yeah it's got like some dark stuff in there like one of the vampires has got, like, a witch enthralled, and it's basically just got the witch's head in, like, this cage. Jesus. This box. And it, like, he wakes the... I don't know if he, like, made the witch into a vampire or whatever, because he has to wake the witch up by giving it blood, so I'm assuming. But it's not really explained. Um, it, That's the thing about the book and the TV show. The book is from Diana, the, fe- the um, woman's perspective. It's from her perspective. So there are things you don't see and every now and then a new character will pop up and you don't really get much background information because it's from her perspective. But the TV show goes off and does other things. Yeah. It's not just about the couple. And so when I came to read the books, you see that like they've taken, like they've changed a bunch of shit and like... Dramatic license. Yeah. In terms of that, because I am like, I like all that other stuff. But because I'm, like, in the throes of obsession, I could just watch, like, a 40-minute episode of just them two. Yeah. Um, so on my rewatches, I did skip some of that other conflicty stuff with, sure. like, the other creatures. But obviously reading the book, you don't have that stuff. Every now and then, for a couple of chapters, so it didn't happen very much, maybe two or three times, in the book, she would flip to third person and you would see the vampire, yeah. like his perspective, but in third person. Um, and then it would go back to Diana. Sure. I thought there was going to be more of that because when it first happened, I was like, oh. Is it good? This is what we're, yeah. Okay. I was like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to flip. But it really only happened like three times. She teased you. Book. Yeah. And left you wanting more. Pretty much. That's the sign of a good author. But another aspect of, like, the crazy, like, magical world is that the witch, she's a she can time walk. So there's, like, a time travel element. Okay. 
and because the like the congregation or whatever of like the vampires, witches, and demons are out, like they want her. The only thing they can basically think of to do to like escape is the time war. Okay. So season two and book two is set in like fifteen ninety, right? In London, like Elizabethan London or whatever, and so that's going to be very interesting. I love how always like whenever something goes back in time, it's always to like the last three or four hundred years. It's never like I went back in time to 3600 BC when there was like mud huts and like the Sumerians. Well, the vampire is like really, he's 1500 years old. He's like, he says that he was like probably born in like 500 or whatever. Right. He doesn't know. Well, he said he, when he's telling the story, he's like, we didn't really keep track of birthdays back then, but I estimate it was 500. I mean, and and that I was about 37 when. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to... Just that it's lovely. Divulge. I'm glad, it's really cool that you found something new to get like lost in. Because I know what yeah. that's like. I'm in that period right now. Don't really have anything to play. Summer is famously like a drought for yeah. good games. Which, which makes, makes no sense. No I've sense said whatsoever. to you a million times. And sometimes I save games. Like I'll buy a game on, you know psn or whatever and I, i'll just like install it but I, i'll keep it for like a rainy day but i don't really have any of those right now so i'm kind of in between games and i've got nothing i really want to play or rent or whatever yeah. and i just i'm definitely feeling that myself where it's like i just want to like sink my teeth you know pun yeah. intended into something meaty and like just let yourself get lost in it for a bit that's why i feel like you just don't there's don't deprive yourself read the second or third book and just enjoy it but i really think ahead about like if i enjoy that book now i might not enjoy the tv show as much whereas if i wait i can enjoy both this uh commitment to delayed gratification shows that you're not a psychopath it does there was like something i think we talked about this before there was like apparently I don't, I don't know. I, I think they've mixing. done away with psychopathy now, though, right? And it's now just like antisocial I'm behavior. Not, I don't read the latest of versions of the DSM. No, you don't. So I, can't, I couldn't I'm tell you. I'm down with the DSM. Oh, yeah. You've got it on your bedside table. Yeah. You circle things and put like question mark, question mark, question mark, Ryan. It's because I have like a new disorder every day. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You've got like, instead of a word of the day calendar, you've got like a DSM of the day. mental illness of the day. Yeah. So yeah, the one last thing we should talk about before we get out of here, before we we step off the cliff into oblivion, is the other thing you told me when you woke me up earlier, and this needs to be addressed because oh, yeah. it's so, so such a strange development. You told me that the Bukowskis are back, and that so is Keanu Reeves and Carrie Anne Moss, and that they're going to make the Matrix Four. Mm. This was very unpleasant news to me. I felt like I could make my peace with this Morpheus prequel that they were talking about, especially because Michael B. Jordan was slated to be in it, and I think he's very, very good. And also, I like the idea that it's a prequel. But the idea that you get in the band back together, like, what are you going to do? Like, spoilers, obviously, but obviously at the end of the trilogy... Neo is dead. Trinity is dead. The world has been saved. Agent Smith is dead. Like, everything has been resolved. 
what it, so how are you going to possibly bring these characters back in a new film are you going to do a prequel that doesn't make any sense you can't do a prequel you can't go before the first matrix because trinity and neo don't know each other are you going to do something in the middle of the timeline of the trilogy the se- that sequence of events that's not really interesting because there's no like it's there's nothing super significant or relevant you could delve into like there's no real stakes there because you know that this bigger conflict is playing out as the backdrop i just i truly like sitting and thinking about it for a minute i cannot think of any way that i'm going to like what this is going to look like and it's one of those things that no one is asking for no one wants this i've i have said before i think on this podcast you should say that the matrix is like Oh, yeah, I've, I've definitely said that before. The The first Matrix is my favorite movie of all time, oh. like, without a shadow of a doubt, like, by far. I love that film. It's super important to me. And I have argued that, and continue to argue, that the second and third film, while extremely and, like, fundamentally flawed, get much worse of a rap than they ever deserve. I think they get so much critical scorn that they do not warrant People really shit on those films, and it's just... I I just think to myself, if you think that's what a terrible film is, you must have, like, an insanely high bar. I think it's just because they're put against the first movie. Yeah. The first film is... was It changed the game for action films. And it was also not just a... An action film, it had like flashes of like cinema in it, where it was like almost kind of transcended the action film box that they always get put into because it was kind of like trying to be more than that. It was very psychological as well. Yeah. It's and not- just like the cinematography of that film is just mm. And and then the sec I, I will say this, I don't love the second and third film. I don't love them. I have I've rewatched the first film, I mean truly, I don't know. 80 times and i've rewatched the second and third film maybe like four or five times and i have no desire to rewatch them again then they're not good there's a lot of missteps they have great their best parts are the action scenes um but even then you know you're they're they're okay and even even at times quite good but they never are they never fully hit what you want them to hit, but they get close. And they are interesting as, like, an entertaining as spectacles. Do they have the same feel? No. The first film is very kind of grounded. That's like how Twilight is. It's like an indie movie. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like fucking everything is like CGI. The second and third film are epic sci-fi. Dystopian sci-fi. Whereas the first film is really kind of just about this band of rebels trying to fight against... They're fighting against the machines, but in the first film, your only contact with the machines, really, like, besides, like, one or two other scenes, are the agents, which, of course, are, like, inhuman guys. So it it feels more kind of, like... Feels more kind of real and visceral and kind of, like, one person fighting one person whereas in the second and third film it's like giant robot armies smashing against giant defenders of zion in mechs so anyway yeah i just i I was not happy to hear this which you would maybe not expect i i worry i worry 
I have seen The Matrix. I know I have seen it and I remember parts of it. But I don't remember all of it and so I can't talk about it properly, yeah. I feel. I think it's because I obviously watched it like in the same year that it came out. Yeah. And then I remember like some like kind of getting dragged along to the cinema for the second or third one. And I was so like not interested and I fell asleep. Not really because the movie was bad, I don't think. I was just tired <laughs> and because I wasn't interested. I just let myself. I know what that's like. It wasn't a case of like, if I don't watch this movie, I'll be upset that I missed yeah. out. So I let myself right. fall asleep. That's what. That's more like what it was. Do you remember when we went to go and see Rogue One? Yeah. We were both extremely, extremely oh, tired. yeah. And I really liked that film. Um, Is that the standalone? Yeah. Like? Yeah, I didn't really like it. I thought it was good. I thought as like a kind of spin-off standalone film i thought it was like a fun kind of like caper film but i was so tired that day and by the time we went to the cinema i just it was one of those moments where i was truly could not keep my eyes open and i was like trying to like hold my eyelids open and just watch the film that was like a weird rare (sighs) unplanned spur of the moment yeah. cinema decision like let's just go and see a film yeah we hadn't been able to pick seats the cinema was packed yeah. so we picked any seat remember it possible. was like it was like a rainstorm outside yeah and the cinema wasn't slanted yeah it was a big screen but the, the seats were flat yeah. i found that very odd sure um and yeah like you're super tired <laughs> and it was very hard to stay awake yeah that's not the best okay Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap it up. You gotta do the plugs. You gave them to me, but then I I took them away from you. Ryan giveth and Ryan taketh. He does. He has Uh, that power. He doeseth is what you should have said. You're too tired to make those connections. Your neurons are not sparking. He doeseth haseth thateth. Oh gosh. Powereth. You've got overeth meeth. You've got trapped. Which one am I reading? In a cycle of inanity. you, why do you always ask me this? I don't know. You're what reading you're the plugs. It to me. The is plugs. that the intro outro? Does that sound like plugs? Okay. So sometimes I've got, I've got to whip you into shape. <laughs> when you get tired towards the end of the podcast, you just you lose all sense of what's happening. How long have we been recording? Close. I think like three and a half hours. That's a long time, man. It is. But I don't pay you the big books to give me this half-ass the, performance. You pay me Baku books. That's true. Okay. We hope you enjoyed this episode. I know we've been gone a while. We might also be gone a while next time. <laughs> we give you no time frame. No. It's we like tr- a little prize. Like a little prize. Let's this is what quick. I will say. After about a month since the last episode, that's when we start thinking like we should do an episode. Yeah. But then sometimes things get in the way and like blah, blah, blah. But basically just know that a month later we start thinking, hey, we should really sit down and do a podcast. So, yeah. But I feel like really we're putting out and like if you wanted to like listen to it in parts, we're really putting out like an hour a week. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Or half an hour a week if we go two months. Right. Which is, you know. (laughs) So so just ration our episodes. Just ration it. (laughs) But yeah, 
Um, you can find the podcast on iTunes and pretty much all other. I've just totally have missed parts. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Oh my god! <laughs> Please share it with anyone else you think may like it. <laughs> this is you auditioning for a movie, just oh, like shit. skipping over lines. Oh shit! You can find the podcast on iTunes and pretty much all other podcast services, or you can go to artatpodcast.com. That's A R T A T podcast.com which redirects to our soundcloud page you can send any feedback or comments to art at podcast at gmail.com please rate review and subscribe on itunes which really helps podcasts like us and if you want to follow us on social media we are art at a-r-t-a-t podcast on instagram and twitter and if you want to find our personal websites. Yes. You can go to samrosie.com. That's S-A-M-R-O-S-E-Y.com. Or you can just search Sam Rosie on Instagram, Sam Rosie on Twitter, Sam Rosie on YouTube. I post on all those places because I make videos now. Also, via samrosie.com, you can see my blog. I have two different blogs. I have a writing blog. <laughs> And I have like a fiction blog with poems and stuff. Wow, and then you're I so also prolific. have and then I also have like a blog where I talk about my life. Was that like a Borat impression? I th- you know what? When it came out <laughs> it was. But I've never seen Borat, so I guess not Serendipity, as they say. I don't think that's what that means. It can mean whatever you want it to mean. Where can they find you? <laughs> Apart from in a hole, which is where I'm gonna put you. I a love hole. She pointed to her vagina. <laughs> you think I'm not going to tell the listeners that? You think I'm not going to loop them into your lewd, rude mind? Tell them. Come on. You can find me at Ryan Finch Writes. And that's... Ryan Finch Writes what? Dot, you know, friendster.com. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can find me at ryanfinchwrites.com. And obviously that's writes like I'm writing with a pen. Yeah. Not like... Ryan he writes Finch. the world. He writes the, all the wrongs of the yeah. world now. And I haven't posted on there for a little bit, but I wrote a long-ass blog post recently. I'm going to try and get back in the habit of writing every so often. What do you write about? Just write about cute little boy stuff. Just he... like living my life. I'm just going down to the, the cupcake store saying, can I lick the, the spatula? Do you have any spare frosting that hasn't been oh. used? What about the frosting that you have to lick off me daily? I, we don't talk about Bringing that. Bringing it back around. Yeah, that was a <laughs> self-referential deep pull. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. Cool, yeah. You're so cool. You're so cool. You're so cool. Amazing. Oh, I really had the tune at first. Was that like a news bulletin? the steel drum things of the You're So Cool Oh my song. God, that was your rendition of it? <laughs> In my head, it sounded one way. And then when it came out, you try and do it. I don't know how it goes. No, I can't. As I try to start, it morphs into like... 
You know what this sounds like? It's like when you're listening to something or recording something and your phone <laughs> rings and it makes that like do 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 it's like a weird kind of like telegram noise of like do 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 I tried like a jittery kind of Yeah, you did your best, but your best wasn't good enough. And that's what it's like to live in this man's world. It's a man's world. But it would be nothing, nothing without a woman or a girl. That's me. <laughs> in case you weren't aware. Finn. Leffin. <laughs> I leave all this in as well. Just <laughs> no. An extra like, what if we have multiple after credit scenes? <gasps> Have you sat through all the credits, listener? Because this is your reward. Just the one listener. <laughs> Tom Holland? No. I love your work. Oh my God, can you imagine? 